Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions' Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Villaman. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. And this is That Douchebag. Welcome, everybody. Here we are live from Las Vegas. The Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com, broadcasting from our little lines den in the Sin City. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Got a great show lined up for you tonight. Mitch Payton, Justin Brayton, Darren Durham, Nick Way, just some of the people that are going to be on. And, uh, of course, we couldn't do this without our guys in studio here. Uh, we're bringing you some terrific guests. He is seven-time Supercross winner, former factory rider from France. Le Cobra DV, what's up? How you doing, bud? How are you? Good to see you. Good. Good to been be back. Yeah, been a while since you've been in here. Yeah, at least maybe almost six months, maybe. No, don't be silly. Yes, don't be silly. So. We'll get our staff people to look it up. And uh, joining you next to you, works for Dirt Rider Magazine. Race pro for a while. Now he has his own company on the side, testing some stuff. All around good guy, Desert Rat, Chris Kiefer. What's up, man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here. No, it's awesome to have you here. Wow. Really appreciate it. Privilege. I, I thought his nickname was Big Ball. <laughs> Easy. That's later. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll get, we will get into that. We will get into that. Um, we couldn't make this show happen without BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, MFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, a Works Connection, a Cherbies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, and Optrix all on board with us. Like I said, I'm Steve Mathis. Thank you for listening. Maybe if we get a real treat, Brian Swinkle call in again. Or, or God help us if he does. Uh, don't forget, you can get this on the Pulpamex app. You can get it on Stitcher, on iTunes the next day. You can get, uh, uh, you can get a num- number of ways, pulpamexshow.com. And all of those sponsors I read, if you want to save yourself some money, uh, say you're going to need some goggles, some suspension work done, some gear, some uh, neck braces, uh, sprockets and bars, need some underwear, need something to protect your bike, et cetera, et cetera, uh, go to Sponsor Deals on the thepulpamexshow.com and uh, save yourself some money. It pays to listen to the show, and uh, then you can tell all your friends that. I know everything. And, uh, again, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to have a few segments coming up. The uh, BTO Sports Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs segment, Race Tech uh, suspension emails, NFAB question of the day, X brand tear offs all coming up. And uh, uh, we're going to have a good time here tonight with a couple of guests that really, really know their stuff. First, taking your calls, producing the show, hanging in there, going to a bar to watch the Supercross race, even though he's underage. Devin, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? The bar was an open, it was yeah, all right. you were not illegal to get, be in there. Okay, bus driver, one. It was an all-ages saying for my company. Fantastic. That's all I'm saying. So you got an intro you with went, me being underage. Gabba Gibbs. I like it. Um, you happy? Oh, I'm always happy. I like it. We got a cool new intro for it. I know. I'm That's excited to hear built. it. Uh, what did you think of the race? Did you watch it? Hell yeah. Three, four times. Chad Reed. I know. Who could have seen that coming? I'll tell you. DV, seeing the 22 cross the finish line make you want to hit the gym? Start <laughs> no. trying out some laps? No, I don't. Why not? No way. If he could do it, you can. 
There's not enough money in the industry for me to write again. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> no, man. The Cobra what? is retired. He is in the basket. <laughs> yes. The Cobra is in the basket. I'm done. <laughs> and the lid is on it, and that's it. It's done. No, seriously. I, it doesn't. I watched everything. You know, I'm, I love it. And, uh, but seriously, when I see those guys go, you know, it's okay. I've, I've done it. I raced. I, it's done. You know, I need to, to move forward. They brought out all the Supercross champions. This is retro night. They brought out all the Supercross champions at Anaheim. And you tweeted, ah, that would have been nice to be, <laughs> for that to be me. Because you did have a 24-point lead in 2002 until you hurt your shoulder during the week. And, uh, do you, I mean, do you think about that? That could have been you? I believe it could have been you. Yeah, really could, easily. You were on but, fire that yeah, year. Yeah, but I said it. Like even if Ricky chipped, a, even if Ricky chipped away at your points lead. Yeah, you, you I, still I understand. But the thing is, if you look back, you know, after one Ricky never lost a championship. You know, so I've, basically after is uh, Nationals two thousand. Yeah. You know, he never won a, he never lost a championship no. when he was healthy. Do you think I could have been the guy? You look good. You look good. That yes, year. I look good. But I had to still eight races to go against the best ever on the bike. So and Timmy too. Uh, yeah. Also, Butts Creek first moto. Yeah. Tim, Tim Ferry was out there. But yeah, that would have been nice to be down there. Not mm-hmm. to be down there, but to be to be a supercross champion. Yeah. yeah to be in, in the, the club. club. Right. Yeah, there's people. Kiefer uh, never I, got to be in the club. I never I get nowhere. <laughs> and there's, you know, I ain't get nowhere. <laughs> and, and if you think about it, you know, I kind of wish I was maybe in the sport maybe a few years later or a few years before, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. I got a yeah. race against Carmichael McGrath, you know. Wow, like, yeah. Or look at Kevin Windham, 10 times I think he got second. It's so. insane, you know, like it's always. But no regret. I don't think it would have changed right. my life right now. So right, right. I'll still be here talking to you and, and you know, being overweight. Uh, Chad Reed's uh, uh, win, though. Pretty cool. Very Were nice. you screaming at your TV? No, I was excited, yeah. Did you see it coming? Were you thinking, hey, I mean, no, the old guy can no, do I it? S- like- I saw it coming when he was fourth or fifth, and like he got yeah. back behind those guys right away. Mm-hmm. Bubba was not looking good. He was like spinning everywhere, you know, not looking really comfortable. And uh, I said, yeah, I think that's, you know, mm-hmm. might have a shot to be on the podium at that point. He wasn't on the podium yet. So, but that was really cool. He he rode really well. Happy for him. You know, I think uh, if somebody deserves a win, that's him. You know, he's been, you know, trying hard, spending his own money to go racing and mm-hmm. and, and following a, not a dream, but like a um, a vision that he had that that program could work. You know, so that's you know, yeah. huge amount of respect for the guy. As a guy, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm friends with Chad. I'm also in the media, so I have to go get his story. And there was plenty of off-the-record, on-the-record complaining about the Honda. And a certain part of me goes, hey, Chad, you're just getting older. This happens to all the greats. And I think, in a way, this validates it, like him. The, he, this is a better bike, and he's happier, and he can win, which is what he told us last year. I, he's like, I got to get the bike good, and I think I can do good if I get the bike good. And he couldn't get – and so we kind of went – you know, in my mind, I'm like, hey, Chad, everybody goes down at some point. Maybe yeah, not. but maybe, I think there's, maybe. there's a lot of things. I think every, everything snowballed where he has confidence on the bike. He likes riding this bike. Uh, maybe if he would have, he would have put maybe more effort, or last year would be better. But maybe mm-hmm. he wouldn't have won with that bike. But I think feeling good on the bike uh, with his program, 
and uh, you know I think finding good setup and you, you build your confidence and and you see that you're right there. I think Chad's been um, pretty fast in practice. You know mm -hmm. maybe the the, close, in, yeah. the closest yeah. he's been to the top since uh, even when he was like in front uh, maybe oh, 11, 2011. Mm -hmm. His speed was there, but not maybe not as good as right now, which is like three years later. And uh, so, you know, he has a new training program and a bunch of stuff changed actually this off season, And that's good to see him up there. We need a Chad Reed up there for sure. It's only three points out now. Three points out of this deal. So Yeah, but just stop okay, counting the right. points. It's still Sorry, a race. Bro. Come on, bro. Jeez. There's 17 freaking races. Um, Relax. Kiefer, can you fill us in on uh, maybe your first one of your first interactions with the great David Villeman here? This is a good story. Man. So, uh, yeah, this goes back to 2004 when I was racing Supercross on the West Coast. And uh, first round, come around. Actually, the first Anaheim didn't do so good. Went to Phoenix. Made the show. Um, second Anaheim came around, uh, felt good in practice and thought I was riding pretty good, you know, and hitting mm -hmm. all my lines. Felt good. Yeah. Jumping everything, jumping right. everything, yeah. hitting insides and jumping. And then, uh, you know, said, okay, I'm going to go back and watch the, you know, some other practices and I'm walking up the stands at Anaheim and, and I just, and I just hear this big bore. <laughs> big boar and I'm like looking up I'm like what the hell is going You're like, on like is that God yeah Jesus and uh I look up and it's DV and I'm thinking that guy's a dick man what is he calling me out for like that and uh now that we're older a little bit more LBs on us and uh it's been 10 years now it's been so, 10 years so yeah that son of a bitch knew that I was uh on a big board <laughs> TV, and you said he was just making jumps from the inside. It was just... Yeah, you could hear right. the bike. I'm like, there's 250Fs going outside to do that triple out of the turn. Yeah. And it was like, you know, they used to do that off-camera kind of like roller on the inside so you wouldn't go inside. And, you know, Kiefer goes like roll inside that, that Stops roller. Stops for a coffee. And then, has a and, coffee. And he goes, <laughs> sit bounds the triple, like easy, no big deal, you know. I'm like, there's no way that's a 125 KTM. I know that bike is KTMs are fast yeah, out of yeah. the box, but <laughs> not freaking fast, not that freaking. Yeah, fast. that was at the time when you know it was on the cusp with the four-stroke movement, yeah. and, you know, and I was like only the few on the two-stroke hitting that inside. So, I guess I could have went on the outside and made it less obvious, but uh, <laughs> DV nailed it. So, and the whole time you're like, this this guy's a dick. I hate yeah, DV. I just wasn't a DV fan for a few years after that. <laughs> right. Um, uh, what do you think, Kiefer, of, of Anaheim? Uh, Anaheim too. Obviously, you're in the group that's wanted to, happy to see Chad Reed win and everything, and, and past James Stewart and Retro yeah. Knight, the two guys going at it. How funny is that? Yeah. Speaking of Retro Knight, I thought more people could have got involved in that. You know, especially the riders. I mean, though, there was a couple teams that had uh, some retro stuff, and the Honda looked sick. I thought the but, Honda uh, destroyed everybody. Yeah. yeah. I thought they they really should have uh, they really should have done it more. And it was an '86 theme. Stop with your 87 gold rims. 86 at gold rims. The seat is 86 thing. The CR the on the blue. seat looked like an 87, though. No, 86. No, 86. No, the 87 is different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but, 86. But, but, but they were different colors in 89 and Doesn't eight, matter what the freaking car or the logos on there. <laughs> right, you know, there we go. So despite Troy Lee saying that it was... Too much fumes, bro. Okay. That guy's been on the freaking, <laughs> you know, paint uh, room right. for like 35 or 40 years, you know. Okay. Uh, hey, DV, we, we, uh, we did get a voicemail about your uh, impending arrival on the show. Um, so I thought we'd play it just to start off right, right, right now. Let's, uh, 
Is that going to get me pissed off? Yeah, let's get him mad. Hey, I, this is Chris here. I, I called before um, talking about Mike Mason, what a good job he does. I just want to call again because he needs to be your regular co-host. Cause Mike, he's interesting, and he brings something different to the table. And uh, Berluti's good, and uh, Ping's good. DB, I really don't give a shit what that guy has to say. He's fucking French commie bastard. <laughs> and, uh, but Mason, guy's fucking awesome. Love the guy. Fucking hilarious. Wish I was in his shoes. And uh, you need to bring that guy on more. I don't care how he did in that co-host poll or whatever. All right. Out. What do you think, DV? Wow. Great voicemail, bro. <laughs> He's Seriously. Not, who picks these questions? He's not uh, not happy to have He's you good. on the show. He's good. He's good. Um, so uh, this track was supposed to be, DV, Anaheim won 2001. And that's what we were told. And I have too many paint fumes to remember. So I just went along with it. And definitely um, Nick Way and Jason Thomas were talking about how it was different and it was a lot tamer. We just watched, before the showtime, we just watched YouTube, and it's radically different. I'm not sure how – it had an over-under even. Yeah, this a couple of things were different, you know, to start, to start with. And there's a few jumps that kind of looked like that, you know, but mm-hmm. I think it's, it was way different. I thought, you know, the the finish line, the mm-hmm. way the finish line was, kind of like looked like um, Anaheim 1, 2000, and then kind of like some section were like Anaheim 2001. But – you know, stuff to you know. Now they have to put a tower or a screen or this or that. Yeah. So it's tough to maybe do exactly the same thing. And uh, but you know, the track overall was yeah, it was okay. But you know, I'm it was not pretty a, one line. No shit. <laughs> it's fast too. No, but the thing is, how can you? I don't know. I thought A one was. Amazing. Mm-hmm. All those 180 turns and stuff, like, you could pass anywhere, basically. Right. Like, yep. cut, you know, scrub people off or block pass or whatever. And when you go and you do, like, 90 degrees and, you know, 45 Chicanes. degrees and, and then kind of, like, go around the stadium like it was doing, yeah. like, you can't pass. You know, it's like everybody goes outside, inside, outside. So I thought the track wasn't very... um Interesting, um, but it made good racing, you know. Chad passed a few guys, you know, obviously, and um, it, it was a, uh, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, Kiefer, if you're RV, you uh, you led the first one and then you crashed. Second week, you came from tenth to win. This week, you're going for the lead. He was caught Stewie, probably going to pass him. Crashes, probably not even really in fault of his own. Um, are you worried? Are you? Are you? Is this? No, nah, I don't think he's – I mean, if I'm him, I'm not worried. I think he knows in the back of his mind that he is the fastest guy, and, and the lap times I know show some of that, and mm-hmm. he works his way through the pack still pretty damn good. It's a deep field, don't you think, Kiefer? It's a, yeah. it's a deep – There we go. Too bad Kiefer's a regular listener. We could have got him there. Go deep DV. That's what we should call him, huh? It's a deep field. No, but he, he – he kills it, you know, and he he was going to pass James, you know. He just got – he was a little unlucky, and I think uh, he knows that in the back of his mind he has it. He just needs to get – I think he needs to get better starts, and I think if he uh, gets a good start, I think he can probably check out. What do you think was up with James? Any Either one of you? Well, he said he was sick. There's nothing to be sick about the way he rode. It's not like – you know, he was – for me, he has something wrong with his uh, real wheel traction. I think maybe tire choice was 
awful. You know, they still ride with that stupid sand tire on the freaking Alpac. I don't know. I understand. A lot of guys do. They've been A lot running of guys that do. for like, you know, it's it's awesome because 10, 15 years ago, everybody like uh, like 490 front, mm -hmm, yeah. 695 on the rear, right. like rain or shine. Now yeah. it's like rain or shine is like sand tire for a beach <laughs> race. I'm like... It's not quite the beach race tire, but it's a, it's, a, it's, it's an open of, yeah it's an open pattern yeah, yeah. it's something that you put yeah. it you those guys ride how can you ride with the same tire in Southwick and Anaheim you got to explain this to me <laughs> so the, the, when I, when I see him ride the way he rode in A1 he rode great because he rode he rode out of the main line mm -hmm. look at Bubba inside the main line yeah he cutting turns across down, he cuts down, okay yeah. he stayed in a good dirt. This weekend, good dirt was non-existent. Yeah, it was shitty, you know, like all pack, crappy. And you could see him; he couldn't go on the on the throttle. He was so slow at the turn. He was like on eggshells, and that's one of the point. And that's one of the point. Like, RV is not great at that stuff. Right. You know, he's better on the looser track because the way he rides, he gets in the turn. Everybody kind of gas it after the apex. You know, like mm -hmm. gets on the gas. What Avi does? You got a big bore. You can wait a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but what the, what Avi um, does? He gets in the turn, and he actually opens the throttle before his bike is turned because he kind of like turns with yeah, the rear wheel. He uses wheel. the rear wheel. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he makes like he slides everywhere, but you can't really do that on a track that's super slick because you're gonna do like three sixties all, you know, all yeah. night. Three flat tires. It, uh, that I know of. Maybe there was more even, which is rare to see. Here, here again. It's, uh, here again. I'm going to tell okay. you about Dunlop okay. and, and you guys all here like running 10 and a half pounds and 10 pounds, 11 pounds. There's no way a tire can freaking work with 10 pounds in it. <laughs> you look at... I, saw I know everything. <laughs> yeah, almost. Hey, the thing is, you look at pictures of... Um, we ran online. 10 all the time. Which is good. With heavy duty tubes, ten pounds, ten and a half. Yeah, but it's not the the thing is not about getting flats or not. It's a tire is not made to run at ten pounds. I don't know, I don't care what Dunlop says. So you're saying run twelve? Yeah, twelve, thirteen, you know, like you look at all the pictures when you see like bikes on the track, the tire is like <laughs> squashed. Squashed yeah. and like, it doesn't work like that. I don't know why people they want to do that because they want to get more rubber on the ground. Why? To get more traction. Why? To, to propel themselves forward. No, no, oh. no, no, no. Now you put, no. Okay. It's not this. Okay, all right. They, I'm, I'm they do this because they ride an open really tire. Yep. They have an open tire, so there's no surface on the ground. Because oh, you're saying that the pattern. Okay, yeah. The pattern is so open. Yes. So there's not enough knobs on the hold, you know? Yep. Basically, when you ride on an old pack like Anaheim, if you have like a, a worn-out tire, like, yeah, with no knobs, yeah. it's gonna work almost perfect. Yeah, trials tire. You know, like if you go yeah. at Corona testing in the winter, and then it's blue grooved, and your tire is like messed up, the traction is awesome because you have a lot of surface on the track. But since they have open open pattern, so not for a lot South, of for Southwick. <laughs> yeah, for South, for the sand, you know. So there's not enough uh, knobs rubber, on the tire. Rubber on the on the track, right? So what they do is they lower the pressure. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, putting a cast on your ankle when you broke your wrist, pretty much. I, I don't think that's at all at all, but I don't understand that. That's a good one. That must be a French one. Do you know what I'm saying? They're fixing the problem with something. Oh, that's I see what you mean. Right, right. Got, got it. 
Do you, do you understand? They're fixing a, maybe uh, yeah. a, a bad pattern of a tire by lowering the pressure to put more. Or more it's like you got an infection in your hand. They cut it off. No, it's not this. Okay, it's, damn it. Stupid. No. Okay. No, you did not get it. Are you that stupid? <laughs> Canadian. No. So I think that's, that's the problem. Right. You know? And the thing when you ride like, you know, 450s, they're really heavy. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. um, and they ride 120, you know, like really wide tire that's really, f- yeah. really soft, really flat. So in the bike. GDFs are running 120s. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand why. You take so much power out of the bike just by the tire, you know? I think they're thinking the power, the t- the power they're making can handle that tire. That's what they're thinking. And then when you do like, um, when the, the tire is that soft and, and plant that good, it makes it even wider. And the bike is stuck. You don't turn. You know, like it's really mm-hmm. the handling is so like, let's say you put a 110 tire at 13 PSI mm-hmm. and a 120 at 10 PSI. Yeah. It's like you have two different bikes. Yeah. That's a big difference. Yep. Yeah. So it's also the handling is not very good when you have no pressure on your tire. What about if you got a big bore, Kiefer? You need like a 140 in the rear then. With about do you know what he's saying, Kiefer? You yeah, test no. a lot with Yamaha. For, it, actually, I forgot we got, forgot to mention that you do a lot of testing with Yamaha. Well, and um, so you should love DV. You no, DV. This is probably, what's amazing. Yeah, I'm listening to this guy, and he's smart, dude. Like, and I don't want to sit there and blow him, but like, he's he's no, right. No, please don't. Yeah. He's right. Like, he has a lot. It makes sense. Like, they are running. I think two less of pressure. There's three. Curious is all the guys who got uh, flats were they on Dunlops? No. Um, yeah, they were. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. That I know of. That, uh, Nick, Albertson, and uh, Stewie. Right. So, so yeah, was I mean, that was in practice. Practice. Huh. Yeah. So I mean, he's right. Like if you see, like you say, you see it squished down in the whoops. You see how much it flexes, and mm-hmm. you know, in those spec tires, they do flex more. So you're given a little bit, and the sidewall is stiffer. But like in the middle, it's meant to to give more. So I think you should run. When I test, we always ran 11 to 12. We never went lower than that. So mm-hmm. yeah, but Mathis used to change like the fork heights half a millimeter. Half a millimeter. It's so like my rider that was good. precision tuned. Yeah, yeah, my rider was precision tuned. F you, dude. Uh, um, I've seen it. I've seen it. Hey, Half a millimeter. It says Tim Ferry, bro. I'm huge, just doing. What the, I'm doing what so the, good. I'm huge doing what the diff- rider tells me, Kiefer. Was it Nick or Tim Ferry? Yeah, hey, I told it you. It could to, have been Nick. Yeah, I'll say Nick. <laughs> hey, I told you to tie my front my front uh, caliper on. You never. Are did. we gonna relive that again? Yeah. I was just testing to see if you were um, on it that day. All right. Hey, JGR Yamaha's Justin Brayton coming up. Very shortly, there's a guy, DV on a Yamaha, yellow one, still on a Yamaha. That's maybe why it was good. It was yellow. Brayton's was yellow. Cy- uh, Cycle Trader, Rock River was white. Brayton's riding well on a Yamaha. Yes. <laughs> Yamaha lover. I, I always Thanks thought, for that. I always thought Brayton was good. Mm-hmm. You know, like I always thought he had the Larry Ward complex or something. You yeah, know, go like, to Europe, kill it. Kill it like riding super good, and then coming here and like riding tight and kind of scared, and mm-hmm. you know like not really confident. And since like something happens somewhere that you know he actually rides at his um, um, ability. Mm-hmm. You know I think he's a great rider. He's really smooth, and you know bike looks good. And um, it was good. Phoenix was amazing. I think it was you know I, yeah. I thought he could have you know. When you have a amazing, he did, he, he amazing he did it with that bike. That bike's no, better this year, though. Terrible bike. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking DB. Bike was good. I'm fucking DB. <laughs> you think the bike's better? 2014. Yeah, I mean, even the production bike's better. Mm-hmm. But you can just look it on the track. It's especially, you know, we always say Brayton's good in the whoops, but 
you watch him corner, he can turn down, he can go straight. It seems like it's more flickable. It seems like he can go where he wants to go. It just seems like he's more comfortable. And right. even JG, when he's not hurt, he looks looks great too. Yeah, but that's the thing. With that bike, you know, there's no really weight on the front. You know, like the front is really kind of feel almost high and, you know, doesn't plant. Mm -hmm. And they used to ride with the, the back so low, especially with Bubba. Like the thing was like... Mm -hmm. On the fender, James on the tire. Likes, James likes the setup like this. Yeah, but yeah. He, he likes it on what? On the Cowie? On the, I don't know. It's yeah. different. The geometry on the bike is way different. Yeah. And now you can see Brayton's bike is more level. If you Switch get a Yamaha and you and you make try to make it work like Vito Polo's Cowies, mm -hmm. yeah. you never go anywhere. Even Vito Polo couldn't ride it because it's, it depends on the geometry of the bike. Yeah, every bike's different for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you have to leave the bike more balanced on the Yamaha because you want to keep Wait on the front, mm -hmm. you know, to plant, to turn, and all that. And also to wash out, you know. 702-586-7857. Uh, First caller right now wins a pair of tickets to Oakland Supercross. 702-586-7857. Pulp, uh, question, uh, Oakland Supercross tickets, courtesy of Vortex Racing. Vortex uh, leader in, uh, in, in sprockets, bars, you name it, they've got it. Vortexracing.com, V3 motocross handlebar. 29% stronger than the competition. We already got our call, people, so don't worry about it. You're probably going to you, you're, you're gonna lose out. Stewart uses the sprockets. Bowers and Renner uses the bars and sprockets, and uh, it's great stuff, so check it out. Um, Sinjin's got a question for Chris Kiefer. What's up, Sinjin? Hey, what's going on? Um, my question, well, it's for all you guys, but Kiefer probably would have the most knowledge on it. Um, uh, obviously, two strokes are a lot of fun to ride. I don't think I'm not a two-stroke lover. This I said they can come back and race, but they're a fun bike to ride, and our question for Kiefer is, one, 125 and 252 stroke, what are the best ones? Are, are they, would you say they're the Yamaha, just anything after L7, Echo 6? Yeah, for me, like, uh, Yamaha is just a better, better hand feeling bike. Um, KTM 125 is a little faster, but it's all up top, so, and it vibrates less. The Yamaha's vibrate way less, so 250 and 125. Anything after, like, an 06, I think, is when they really changed the forks. Yeah, 06 and up, and then the frame was different before that. I think 07, so... Um, yeah, what about, uh, like, Hondas, like, in 07 and 06? What do you think of those? Do you, or do you, like, remember riding those? Were they garbage or what? No, when I rode those, those bikes were pretty rigid, and those right. also vibrated a lot, too. So, in that era, in 06, 07, 08, I would stick with the Yamaha. Yamaha is probably the best bet for you if you're going to go that way. And actually... I was just on like Craigslist the other day, and there's a ton of them out there right now. So, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just gonna buy a beat up one and fix it up. Yeah, you can get one for like eleven hundred bucks. Yeah. DV, DV, none of you the, guys like that aluminum frame. Yeah, no, it's not that. The bottom line is, buddy, if you know, if you don't have a factory KTM or you can't get a factory KTM, buy a Japanese bike. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. But the, but the Yamahas are the same after like '07 to now, aren't they? Yeah, it's better to get an '07. Oh, yeah. 06 has they have the old forks on the 06 I think yep. and then 07 better forks and um, yeah 07 07 and up it's right. it's either you get a 04 which with the the steel frame was actually pretty good or you go but the suspension is not great and then if if not you go all the way to 07 right. the 04 looks lovely though. and by the way Steve uh, you never sent my girlfriend free got underwear from way long ago just a follow was I supposed to? I didn't even know that. Free, free. Yeah, she's, yeah she, she called in, but oh, okay. well, your, uh, well, your uh, show's just, you know, getting cheap. It's all, it's all good. Hey, send me, another, cheap. send me another email. I will get free gun USA just, CEO right. on it. So. All right, I'm not worried. 
Uh, the thongs are back ordered. We know we're waiting for them. D- yeah. All right, later, guys. All right, see ya. Uh, all right, we're going to come up with our next guest, uh, Justin Brayton. Uh, Devin, who who was the lucky winner of the Oakland tickets? Well, we got our caller first. His name was Doug. Doug is a very, very nice guy because he's not able to go to Oakland, so he passed the tickets on to Tyler O'Reilly, and Tyler O'Reilly is our winner. So Doug called in to win him. Doug called in to win him, said he cannot make it to Oakland, and he's not going to be a dick and take the tickets and not be able to go. Why call in then, Doug? Right. No third party, bro. Eh, I don't know why. But Doug also wants a... T pound kicked off the chat, so that could also be why he's calling. Oh, sketchy. I don't. I don't want to monitor the chat. I don't want to okay. kick people off. The All right, chat. bro. I'm just letting you know what okay. he said. Okay, ninety-five percent. Let's get Brayton online. Do yes, it. Sir. You have the send drop. All those people in the chat room are ninety-five percent dildos. <laughs> <laughs> God, I miss him. Oh, fantastic! He's coming in next week. Oh, sick. Well, I gotta. Come, I gotta come back. He's coming in next week. I might awesome. come back. He's got bro. a lot to say. Today he blamed me for Brock Tickle's crash because I, I said I want to see Brock Tickle hang it out a little more, you know. And he's like, "Are you happy? Are you happy? He's out for the season now. I hope you're happy." I want to see his. Uh, cheese- he's not, but he he has a, a cheeseburger of fries tattooed yeah. in his armpit. I want to see it again. Did you see how quiet Ricky got though when Brock crashed? And the ma- he just got <laughs> super quiet. He didn't really like, talk. He was much. shaking his head. He couldn't. Have- <laughs> well, I just yeah. have to feel like you, Ricky Carmichael, you the best ever. And then, like, you see, like, your two guys l- losing, like, yeah. maybe, like, the, the transfer spot in a heat race, you know, like, with Dungey and stuff. That's funny. And Dungey, who leases his land, and, 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 and the, the guy that Carmichael's like, yeah, he needs to be a bit more aggressive. <laughs> yeah. He's aggressive. Yeah. He's knocked your riders out. But nobody had a problem with those two passes, right? With that Dungey did? No, finally. Yeah, I was relieved. Right, okay, yeah. yeah, he, was he knows how to do it. That right. was good. Right, it's, exactly. It's fine. Someone was tweeting me, hey, Mathis, he read your column and, about being more aggressive. I'm like, I don't think I saw, he did. He was right no. with Freeze, I heard. <laughs> I, I, I wrote something on Twitter when, you know, during the race, and I said, I'd rather see him, you know, do that, take people out, crash when he's in front trying to win, than stay second for 20 laps in Phoenix and not making a move or not trying anything against Brayton. You know, like, while RV was in ninth place, you know, how can you ride like this? You know, so I was yeah. happy. I was happy for Dungey that he shows that it doesn't matter. He lost some points, but it's still early. We fourteen uh, races left. It's a long way. All right, let's get to our next guest. Our first guest on the line. Uh, his appearance on the show uh, is brought to you by Atlas Braces. AtlasBrace.com. They're going to give away some uh, Prodigy braces for the younglings. They've got a brand new Ryan Villapoto replica brace out as well. The, they got a trade up program which ends March first. Forty percent off a brand new Atlas. Give them any neck brace you have, anyone, and they'll give you forty percent off a brand new, excuse me, Atlas, Atlas uh, brace and uh, quality company, and they're on board with us. And let's get a, a quality guy on the line. He's uh, the early season surprise. He's been killing it lately. Retro uh, weekend was very good to this guy, Justin Brayton. What's up, man? What's happening, Mathis? Not much. David Villeman and Chris Kiefer in studio. Oh, nice. What's up, guys? What's up, JB? Uh, first of all. The yellow front fender, did it spook you out a little bit in the beginning of practice? Nah, it was good. I actually rode with it on uh, Thursday. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. I, I, was, I was good. I was good. Reminded him of his uh, motor world days. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I, uh, and I liked your whole getup. Uh, I just didn't like the skull on the gear, but everything else was cool. O'Neill had it going on except for the skull. But Yeah, I, I, I'd probably be in the same boat as you. I, I'm I'm down with that. Um, right. Yeah. Look. But good. yeah, everything else was cool. Like I thought it looked 
looked really, really good, and uh, I was pumped on it. Before we get too far into this, how many pounds of pressure do you run in your Pirellis? How much pressure? Yeah, in, in the rear tire. Um, I don't know. It changes all the time. Okay. Do I'm you not ever, real sure. Do you ever run under 11? Um, yeah, possibly. Oh, DV. Dang. DV's not happy with you. We just we had a big debate about tire pressure right before we got you on. So, oh, really? What, what was it? They said no, no one goes under 11? DV doesn't think – well, you know, the, the, a lot of guys running are running uh, – and, of course, you're on Pirelli. Um, but a lot of guys are running the open pattern, uh, more of a open intermediate tire. And yep. with 10 pounds of pressure, and, and DV's not happy with this. He doesn't feel that it works the best. Really? Yeah. So um, – but speaking of Pirellis, by the way, yeah, they're the sponsor Supercross now. We had a big press conference on Saturday morning. And uh, you're a guy that's been on them for a while. You took you took a year off to go on Dunlops with Honda. Um, mm-hmm. You uh, you happy with the Pirellis and where it's gone and from where you started to where you're at now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was one of the guys to start with that was a little, you know, I was questioning it for sure. I, I wasn't, you know, huge on the on the decision that JGR made, but I think in the long run, it's been it's been awesome for me and and. Uh, just to be able to work with the guys for so long, you know, going in, I didn't know how long I would be able to work with them. I just didn't want to be able to be like kind of the first guy to run them and then I'm out, you know? Right. And, um, but how it's worked out, it's worked great. This is my fourth year, you know, uh, or my third year on them. And, um, and it's been cool to see them evolve and progress. And, and like I said, at the press conference, it's really cool to be a part of such a, a big thing, but it's also a smaller thing because they, you know, they don't have, every team in the paddock it's just just mm-hmm. us and BTO so um we have a really hands-on you know working relationship and and um if I want something like literally they can turn around and, and make whatever you want within like six weeks so it's pretty crazy and uh it's been awesome to be a part of it yeah the, the people were you know talking about Pirelli when they first came in they're like oh no I don't know how good they're going to be this and that the, the this company's got so many championships so many championships that Maybe they're out of the gate for a hard pack super cost. Maybe they'll take a little bit to figure out, but they know what they're doing with building tires. These guys, they do. Um, they made Formula One tires. Yeah, they yeah, can yeah. Handle yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it's, they'll figure it out very shortly. So, hey, hey uh, Justin, do you use the same tire in Southwick and Anaheim? Um, yeah, I do. Ah, thank oh, you. Oh, oh God! Oh, here, here we go. <laughs> Twice in a row in two minutes. I'm I'm done. See ya. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't have, say, two years ago, but I found this package with, with Pirelli that I honestly like it everywhere. And I was talking to somebody just like a week ago saying, man, you run this, the same front tire as you did at, like, a mud race, I think. They were they were questioning. I was like, yeah, I'll run this front tire pretty much everywhere. And um, and I don't know how you were, DV, but I, once I've gotten comfortable with it and comfortable with the front and rear, there's something about knowing what it's going to do in all conditions and and um, I, I don't know. I like the feel of it. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. You know, JB is Kiefer. Are you more of a front end steering guy or rear end steering guy? I'm for sure a more front end steering guy. I, I was, I, I was happy with my main event this weekend, but but I was also pretty bummed because my corner speed just wasn't that good. And and but there was nothing to turn off of. In every single corner, there was not one rut. And I was like, man, I cannot wait till we can steer the bike with the front end and and. Uh, turn on a rut. So yeah, I'm definitely a front-end steer guy. 
I'm uh, a little worried for A3 because the dirt was not good this weekend. Broke down like crazy. And, you know, of course, it's the same dirt. Yeah, I'm a little, yeah. I'm a little worried for A3. Yeah, I'm not sure what the watering situation was, but it seemed like they didn't keep keep a lot on it. But I'm sure they're doing the best they can. And, and um, hey, I'm down for anything if they keep building these bull turns. Yeah, Trying really, right? Bull turns are better than uh, <laughs> a ready 90-degree turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. No doubt about it. Um, uh, yeah, you've been really, really riding well this year, and I guess uh, nice to do it uh, in SoCal in front of everybody when the season kicks off. Nathan Ramsey's been a big part of your uh, your training schedule. Talk about working with Nate Dog. Yeah, Nate Dog's been awesome. Um, you know, not just just my riding. It's just he's, he's a really fun guy to be around. You know, we talk about everything. Just like today, we're out the track all day, and I was doing some uh, motor testing, and um, you know, typically he comes out and we work on technique and work on motos and stuff like that. But on a day like today, it was kind of a little bit unexpected, mm-hmm. and uh, he just hung out hung out all day and and. We just talked. We talked about, you know, battling up front. We talked about some of his wins. We talked about life in general, his kids. It's just like a really fun vibe and a really fun guy to, to be around. And I think there's something to be said about that. Like this weekend at Oakland, I'm excited to go there. Just, you know, I'm excited that he's going. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, right. Um, it, it's cool to have that, that vibe with somebody. And, and, um, and also he knows a lot about technique and riding and, and uh, he's been there before, so it's cool to have a guy that that um, that knows what he's talking about. I'm curious. Uh, one of the questions I have for you: um, You've been at JGR for a while now. Well, of course, you went to Honda for one year, but besides that, what is this your fourth year with the team? Fifth? Yeah, that's my fourth four, year. Fourth year with the team. What's what's Coy and J Bone? What have the, and the team itself? What's changed the, the the most since you since you first rode for there? Like what's What's been the best thing about the the changes that they've made since they since you started there? Um, I think by far this is actually a really easy question. It's communication. I think um, I, when I first came to the team, I was pretty closed off. Like if if something was happening with the bike or with the team, I would kind of just keep it to myself and and let it all build up. And then you know I would kind of be a little bit bummed going to the track because I didn't want you know I didn't have things exactly the way I wanted. And and now I'm like they're way more open with me about changing stuff on the bike and, and having opinions about my riding and, and stuff that they think I could get better at. And I'm way more open of, you know, going into the shop and, and having team meetings and just, just really being on the same page. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's frustrated, we get it out. And that that's part of being human. I mean, we get yeah, frustrated yeah. every now and again. And if you hold it in, you know, it's not good. And that's what I did for basically the first three years and this year i just i've worked on that about being more open and and now i show up at the race and and um it's not like we get along any better but there's but we're just more open and and um i think that's the number one thing and that's it's a it's a huge thing to to have um yeah it's funny that uh yeah i mean a little bit that's a little bit more on you though right that than them a little bit of both maybe yeah i think so and you know sometimes i was a little bit I don't know if I'd say unapproachable, but I mean, I take it really serious, man. And, and sometimes the, my facial expressions cannot be really what I feel inside. Mm-hmm. So I've just been open with them about that. Hey, if I have a bad race, you know, I don't want you guys to, to feel like, you know, I'm so mad. I don't want to talk to anybody. Let's support yeah, yeah. me, you know, come right. up and, and right. let's talk about it and let's, let's get things figured out and, and why I didn't ride so well. And, and, um, so I've been really open about my feelings and I think that's, 
put them at ease a little bit. And, right. and um, I've always stressed that guys going to new teams all the time, that's really, really hard. And I think DV could really attest to it. You know, he was at Yamaha a long time. But um, if, if a guy changes teams almost yearly, I don't see how he could ever really gel and, and really get the full – you know, his full potential out. So it's been cool to, to get to know everyone really on a personal level, and I think it's helped me get results this year, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, well, another thing, too, for you, it's contract year. Big season for you. And you're, I mean, you're coming through, but yeah. how much of that is going on in your mind and worrying about that? And, of course, you know, you're based in North Carolina now. You live there, uh, married this past off season and stuff. So, obviously, um, you know, you want to stay there. They want you. So, you know, it's a little bit of pressure, though, to uh, try to make sure you got that deal. Yeah, I think there's always some pressure. And, and um, you know, for me, if I just do what I do, then I don't think I have to worry about that. But, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely in the back of your head coming into the season. Obviously, a lot of guys' contracts are up. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens with that. I, I have no idea at this point what would even is happening or, or who people are right. talking to or anything. So I'm just kind of doing my deal on the track. But I think if I keep doing what I'm doing, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think it, it would be an issue. So Yeah, passing, passing three-time champion and winning a heat race. Yeah, just do what you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> are, you guys still, are you guys still getting heat race bonuses? That's still going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. DV, you got, you got a lot of those. Uh, a few of them. A few of them. Yeah. You ever cry after a heat race win, DV? No. Okay. What was your heat race win bonuses? How much? I think it was eight thousand back in the day. Eight thousand dollars. Eight laps. Eight thousand. Eight laps. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that much anymore. Close, but not much. But not, not that much. That's good work if you can get it. Of course, now the heats are only six laps. I don't like that, JB. I don't no, like. I think, I think the heats should be eight again. Yeah, I don't. They're like, hey, we got the semis back, and it's like, yay! Oh, hey, we cut everything by two laps. It's like, boo! Like the fans, yeah. that, the top. Let's say the top eight guys or whatever, the fans are going to see them only 26 laps instead of 28 back in the day. Yeah. You know, like, I would think, like, what, six laps, like a, you yeah. know, 215 main. Kind like Brayton. Yeah, six laps goes by fast. It's gone. <laughs> right, right. And a guy like you, you're training so hard, you're like, you're probably not even really, you're just getting going at six, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I agree. It should be. Should be eight, and then maybe the semis would be fine if they're six, right? Yeah, they used to be. It used to be eight and six. That's uh, what. Oh, really? Six five, no? Now what it's it? six and five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's the tracks are forty nine seconds. Um, did you ride after ride? Did you make it through the heat in in Phoenix? You did, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you've never gone a semi yet? Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet, but I wouldn't be honestly like if I have to. I'm. You know, I'm sure at some point. It, Maybe I will, but I, I, I wouldn't it. be that bummed on it, honestly. Like I, I kind of like the track time. Like in a perfect world, I was saying before the season, if there was no such thing as gate pick, I'd ride everything. <laughs> I'd ride, I'd ride it all. Dude, I hated some ice. You did? Yeah. Sometimes Bakisi was good because you know you could ride in a ruts a little bit more, mm-hmm. get used to it. Because in the e-race, you ride like on new track. Yeah. And you get to the main, so yeah, like it everywhere. So, like, you get used to the ruts better going to the semi. But I hated mm-hmm. it. You know, like, I was like, dude, I got to go back again. And then, you know, it's kind of like. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, honestly, I, I I don't know if nobody keeps this kind of records anywhere. But I got to be in the top ten for all-time semi wins by a mechanic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Just saying. Between, <laughs> between Ferry and Nick Way, 
we won a lot of semi races. It was tough to get through the. You know what? I was yeah. yeah, I was so happy when they went like to top nine. <laughs> I was I was kind of like, you know, I think nine was too much, and two in the last chance was not enough. Not enough. I, like eight, eight, four would have been like maybe perfect world. But it was good, especially when I was kind of like going down, and I, it was tough for me to get you know a eat race mm-hmm. transfer spot. I was like, oh yeah. It's funny good. though, Brayton. Maybe and maybe you can back me up, or maybe I'm wrong. But I think I feel like the intensity in the heat races has been brought up this year because there was definitely times where you're in sixth or seventh in the heat and you're cruising out there. You know, oh, yeah. and I feel no, like I totally agree. Yeah, I feel like this year everyone's going for it, which is what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. The only thing I I would change is, is the laps for sure. You know, if you don't get a great start in the in the heat, in the top fours, like Anaheim one, I think I started like ninth or so, and I was all in to to get fourth. I, you know, there's obviously a lot of good yeah. guys too. So yeah, um, six laps, so it goes by goes by real quick. No doubt about it. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead, Kiefer. Uh, I noticed you guys JGR is on KYB this year. And uh, I just wanted to ask you if you could, what's the biggest difference for you, feeling-wise, from the KYB to the Showa stuff? You know, like, when I was actually younger, I would hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm a, I'm a Showa guy, or I'm a KYB guy, or, I like this suspension better than that. And honestly, there's, there's some differences for sure, but I can't say one way or the other, you know, like, it's not like KYB is, man, it's my absolute favorite. It just blows everything out of the water. But there's some things about it that it does that's really, really good. And, and I think once I just get a certain feeling, because I ride off the forks a lot, so I've got to have them, like a slow rebound fork to me is just is no good. And when the air fork first came out, for some reason, I, I always felt like it was just real slow and, and uh, not much progression to it. And I couldn't ride it. It took me a long time to actually get on that air fork. I wasn't on it last year in Supercross. And this is actually my first season racing with it. So, um once I get the feeling I want, you know, and the KYB guys came up with it really, really quick, then that's that's what I go with. And um, the support has been huge. The, the guys from KYB are, are out here in California, and they're actually last week, they would just come out to the track and, and hang out and watch. And that, that means a lot to me to, to not just have a test day, because you're changing so much during a test day, but they actually come out and just hang out on one of my moto days. And, and I feel like you can learn a lot when, when they're out there at that time. And, and I think it's cool. I think it's a, a step in the right direction for the team, and and uh, and obviously with the Omaha support, and and uh, it was a, a good decision, I believe. The uh, yeah, the KYB guys are not happy. What's uh, what's going on around the pits? So they're striking back. Yeah, but I think ten ten years ago, like there was a big difference between you know suspension, especially the forks, you mm-hmm. know, like different insides and stuff. But now you take mm-hmm. all, all in show work. However, it's like. You know, same almost same shims and everything is fits pretty much like it's almost the same thing. They copy each other so much, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah, that's and, true. and and they get to the point where it's like, yeah, one is red, one is green, one is yellow. You know, yeah. like it's like mm-hmm. the, the inside of them, they're really really close nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, I, yeah, it can't be it can't be that much different. No, no, no. no, 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 no. In the production bikes, I mean, the KYB has the best fork, feeling fork. It soaks up all the small stuff good and. Yeah. Uh, I'm still fan. I'm I'm still a fan of the spring fork myself. It's hard for me to get used to the air fork too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like that for a long time, for sure. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Justin Brayton? We only have him for a little bit while longer on the show. So um, 
And uh, so when do you – I talked to you a little bit about this after the race, but uh, you're going to be in Cali for a little bit while longer than, than head east? Yeah, the plan is to stay out here in California for another few weeks and then uh, probably stay out here till Dallas, fly to Dallas, and then the weather's all good, fly back to, to Charlotte after after that race. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a little hit or miss back there right now. I mean, right. someday, like today I talked to Coy and he said it was 60 degrees and, and sunny, but – in a couple of days, it's supposed to be like 40. So, right. um, yeah, there's just no better place to be than, than Southern California right now for, for riding-wise. So, happy to be out here. No doubt. Go ahead, Dewey. I was wondering if uh, – I remember Joe Gibbs doing like, uh, you know, that, that training regimen where you guys had a checklist that you had to do and then and really like uh, a scheduled training session where you had to do like 20 starts and, you know, models and stuff. I was wondering if now you can uh, you can do more stuff on your own uh, with your trainer or uh, Nate Dog or something. Uh, yeah, the whole time I've been at Gibbs, the only thing um, the first year they had a uh, in-house like personal trainer that we used, but it was never like they had a, a schedule ever where I had to do a certain amount of starts or anything. The riding has kind of always been up to us. Um, I think Coy's idea first was just to make sure his riders were in good shape so to have a guy there that was watching them in the gym and kind of wrote their program and but he just went totally away from that i mean i'm i've got 100 free reign on on my program but i think if you know if i showed up to nine one and i'm you know overweight and and getting tired then yeah. then for sure he'd, he'd be on me but um yeah as of right now in the past couple years i've had full reign on on all my programs, he'll give me some insight, you know, some some input, I guess, on on uh, like the riding coach thing. Like this past summer, they're like, man, I think that's what you're lacking. Have somebody out here being in shape has never been an issue for me. So, um, just the technique side of it. So, um, yeah, we all work together. That goes back to the communication thing, just kind of them being open and saying, hey, you mm-hmm. know, here's what I think you could do better at. So, well, hey man, yeah, yeah you're uh, you're killing it this year, no doubt about it. Um, Yep, yeah, I have one other thing, you know, like... Okay, go ahead. You're going to yell at him about his tire pressure? No, no, because, you know, I always, you know, I always liked you the way you rode and stuff, especially, like, you going to Europe all the time. And I thought, mm-hmm. like, you you always looked amazing in Europe, you know, like, killing it. Like, your, your riding style almost felt like it was different. And then when you came to, you know, A1 and started the season, I... I didn't see, even when I raced with you, you know, against you or whatever back in the day, and mm-hmm. I never really felt like the same Brayton from Europe showed up at Anaheim, you know, and I thought yeah. if you were riding like in Europe, you would have done so much better. And now I'm starting like to see what I was seeing in Europe where like you were like so fast in the woods and then riding like way more aggressive and maybe less cautious or something. So I was wondering what mm-hmm. what's, what's the, what was the difference, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with that, and and I think um, I think the biggest thing is a belief. You know, when I went over there and raced almost every time, you know, Villapoto's not there, Stewart's not there, Dungey's not there, uh, Reed's not there. So it's like I feel like I'm the guy. You know, like I feel like I should win. So when I wake up that morning, like it's almost like I have to. Like I have to win. That's where I'm expected to be. So you just ride different. You ride with this loose feeling of like the only result you can get is a first. And now I feel like there's a belief that I I can beat these guys. Like when I wake up on Saturday morning, like I can win. I need to go beat them. And that's just 
kind of the feeling, you know, like, especially like in that heat race, you know, I mean, two years ago, I probably would have just followed RV and he'd have got me by five seconds or so and, and I'd have settled for second and been okay with it. Where now I'm not okay with it. I, I think that's the biggest thing is just lining up and, and knowing you can go win and you have the speed to win and you have all the tools to win. So I'd say that's the biggest thing. Uh, let's get to some calls here for Justin Brayton. Tyson, what's up, man? You got a question for JB? Yeah, hey, uh, Justin, you've been talking a lot about how Nathan Ramsey has been helping you out this year. I was just curious, by any chance, has he bought you a pair of running shoes yet this year? <laughs> has he bought me a pair of running shoes? Um, ask, no, ask, he has not. Ask Nate Dog. This is one of our favorite pulp stories. Uh, NYK has told it a few times. Ask Nate Dog about Mitch buying a pair of running shoes one time. Just just ask him. Get him, right. get him to tell you that story. It's classic. I will. I will for sure. Maybe, maybe kind of another follow-up question, but, I mean, looking at the uh, arena cross, you were one of the few who have been successful coming through arena cross, and you're very comfortable with supercross. Do you feel like if you didn't come through the arena cross series that you would be as comfortable with supercross, or do you think that's a big um, – I guess not in your resume that helped you get to where you are today. Uh, I honestly believe the way I, the career path I took, I for sure 100% probably wouldn't even have got a shot in, in Supercross if it wasn't for Arena Cross. I met the right people. I had some good results. I surprised some people in Arena Cross, and then that led me into getting a, a fill-in ride, you know, for Supercross and, and, um, and just eventually meeting the right people and, and, and getting a shot. And I felt like I was always kind of ready for that. You know, I, I was never the type to just sit on the couch and, and wait for something to happen. I was always riding. I was always in shape. So when that time came, that, that I was ready for it and just took advantage of a couple situations, and and here I am. But I, I definitely think Arena Cross was, you know, 99.9% of the reason why I'm here today. Is it pretty cool to hear pretty much every single person say that you're like the man in the whoops versus everybody else? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I like it. I did a little survey. Awesome. I did a little. I did a little survey the other day, and they said you were the man in the whoops on the KTM, also, which I don't remember. But everyone back, everyone said you were. I just yeah. I was. I mean, I, I was. I was definitely pretty pretty good in them. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. Remember. Always been pretty good in for for some reason. You know what I think it is? Back in the day in Arena Cross, I literally rode bone stock out of the crate <laughs> suspension. Yeah, how funny is that? And, uh, right. and like I I would do really good on it. So and I would just have to make it work. So now I think I'm on. You know, been on really good suspension, and it's it makes it really easy for me compared to <laughs> compared to the stock stuff. So. Um, yeah, Brayton showed up yeah. his first ever arena cross with bone stock suspension. Nice. Just yeah, Honda CR stuff. Here you go. All right, thanks, yeah. thanks, Tyson. Stock everything. Oh, see you, JB. Thanks. Stock everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question for Justin Brayton from Chuck. Chuck, what's happening? What's your question for uh, Justin Brayton? It's not really a question. I just want to tell Justin Brayton he's riding really well this year, and um, at 29 years of age, I can't believe how good he's going. And I also wanted to ask a question to DB. Why is he so bitter all the time about uh, all the topics that are brought up? I'm French, bro. What would you expect? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know that by now? French. Right. Have, you, have you seen a French guy happy yet, bro? Seriously. <laughs> no, nah, not very much. Come on, bro. It goes with the territory. Nah, you were an awesome rider. I just wanted to know why you, uh, you, you come off so bitter. 
He's not bitter. He's it's DV's personality. Yeah, I'm trying to make a point. That's he's, that's what it is. He's honest, Chuck. He's honestly been that way since I've ever uh, since I've ever known him. All right, awesome. He's, hey, uh, love Brayton, to yeah. kick ass next weekend, buddy. Cool, thanks. That's appreciate right, it. Have a good one. I mean, DV does. Yeah, DV likes to yell, and so you think you mistake the yelling for anger. No, I'm not angry. I just no, try to yeah. make a point. Like if it, is his, if his voice was an American voice, then yeah, I could see it. But yeah. you just expect it. And then again, he did call you up for a big bore, big well, bore, so, which is kind of dickish. Yeah, and I didn't say anything back there. I just kept it inside. Not with it though. Keep for Did that guy? Did that guy kind of just call me old? Yeah, he kind of did. Yeah, he kind of did, huh? Yeah, Dang. at twenty nine. Yeah. When do you turn thirty, oh, uh, JB? You're not twenty nine, are you? When do you t- are you twenty eight, twenty nine? I'm twenty nine. I'll be thirty in a couple months. That's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, I like what Reed said, actually, in an interview. I forget where it was, but, like, for real, in any other sport, like, 30 is, is basically like your prime. Like, right. And there are studies that show, like, 28, I guess, is like your your peak or whatever of your life as far as, like, your physicality or whatever. And and, um, and for me, I didn't start racing, you know, supercross or anything when I was 16, like a lot of them. So I'm more of, like, your stick-and-ball sports guy, like, I was 23 when I started racing Supergrass, so I honestly feel like I have more years in me. So I'm, I'm excited about. It. I'm excited to be on the Reedy uh, old man yeah. bandwagon. Yeah, it won't be long before everybody starts cheering for you just because you're old. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right, all right, Brayton. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Cool. Thank you guys for having me. All right, great job this year. Uh, thank you, if Justin Brayton. If you think about what he said about starting late and being 29 or whatever. So I guess Alyssi is, what, 75 now? Yeah. <laughs> Supercross years. And Supercross years, yeah, right. He started racing. Um, like, Doug, what's going on, before, Doug? Before he was born, he started racing. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you, need, you need to get on that chat room and make T-Pound a mod. Yeah, that Doug, I, I was trying to do that. Uh, something happened to my credentials. I'm not a moderator anymore. I don't know what's going on. You mean you're on. not an administrator? You should be. It's your chat room. I know. I always am, bro. Spike. I, uh, wow. I logged in with my normal credentials, and I'm always usually yellow, and I can make someone a mod, and then now this week, I'm not yellow. Well, I'm, I'm yellow. Davey's, DV, DV's yellow. Running yellow, buddy. I, I can't. Uh, I don't know, Doug. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's wrong. Okay. Because it's out of control in there. Uh, we'll try. We'll work on a commercial break, bud. And you know what uh, Kenny said? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do 95% of them. All those people in the chat room are 95% dildos. Not, <laughs> there not, we go. <laughs> Devin's hitting the drops now. Not you, though. You're the, you're the 5%. Yeah. So maybe going yeah, off. and uh, DV, you're not bitter. We love you out here. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Doug. Okay, later. See ya. Tyson, last call before commercial break. What's up? No, this isn't Tyson. Uh, Jackson, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? We're uh, just, you know, hanging in there Monday night. Doing a show. All right, right on. Um, I was just wondering what, you know, I don't keep up on it too much anymore, but I know at one point Pro Circuit was doing a lot of other teams' motors. How uh, how does that go How does that go about with basically Pro Circuit, you know, fueling the competition? Yeah, they're not doing Troy Lee Motors anymore. They're not doing Geico's for a few years. Um, yeah, and they're having a rough year. We're gonna have Mitch Payton on later, earlier, or, or later. We're gonna have Mitch Payton on later to talk to him about it. So should be interesting to see what he's got to say. It's 
I mean, it's kind of yeah. just natural order of the jungle, huh, Kiefer? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it, you're gonna have everyone's competing. Why would you want the, the company to do your motors? Well, and here's the thing, you know, what they're doing to those guys' motors not what the average customer is gonna go in and get too. You know, it's no. You want to get some horsepower. You want to get some reliability, and, and, and you know, Pro Circuit's made a name for himself. Just because they're not doing good in racing doesn't mean their stuff's good in house. You know, so. A lot of times it doesn't correlate, man. A lot of times, you know, it's the riders, it's not the bikes. So, I mean, we know it's we know it's not the bikes, man. So that's what I was gonna say. Like, it's whoever you put on it, right? You know, really, seriously. Yeah. I mean, Durham ate crap, you know, and I mean, Hill's but, do, Hill's but, doing but, good. But Mitch used to be able to get the good riders. You know, he offered Anderson a ride, got turned down. He offered Mar he was after Marvin to get a ride, didn't happen. You know, I can't be Marvin. You don't get the ride. I don't. I don't know why Marvin stayed to be third rider. You know, like I don't know. That's well, your buddy. He's French. He's well. Look at what Brayton said too. And, and you know, you switch teams. It's it's tough. You know, you can't just like hop on a bike unless you're Carmichael or somebody and just go out and smoke everyone. Yeah, Carmichael. Talk about a bike. He he went to Suzuki on that 450. It was such thrill. That one first right. year. You know, I was six or whatever. Yeah. I can't believe he won with that thing. All right, Jackson. Thank you, man. All right. Hey, we're going to take our first commercial break of the night. Chris Kiefer, David Villeman in studio. Come back with uh, Mitch Payton still to come. Nick Way still coming up. Darren Durham. Talk to Darren Durham. See if he still remembers what his name is. And uh, much more after a bad crash. Thanks for listening. Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. We'll be right back. The Pulp and Mech Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at BTOsports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. suspension setup with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself Gold Valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JBR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. 
MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length or maybe it's because they are available for people of any age, size and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride... You like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, Our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Merch Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. 
You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex Show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Mike Alisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. 
Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. I don't know if you guys ever heard that before on the show or not. Could be the first time I played it. Thank you, buddy. Could be the first time I ever played it. I'm not sure. Little band called Van Halen, Kiefer. I like it. It's good stuff. And I like Sammy better. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome to come over anytime. Yeah. DV's who's, who's the older one? David Lee Roth. Oh, yeah. You got your music coming up next commercial break. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not hating it. Hey. Thanks to BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Acherbies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, and Optrix all on board with us tonight. Uh, FMF Racing, obviously a big part of the guy we just had on, Justin Brayton, and uh, we're going to get Donnie Emler Jr. on here, one of these... Uh, days uh don't forget ffracing.com for everything you need exhaust wise and as long as they're casuals too check out their casuals tech one designs leading company in graphics make anything you want uh they also make pit shirts and crosslands racing using their pit shirts and hats and everything else so check them out online uh visit them and w wheels of course chad reed runs w wheels what other 
do you need? One other thing do you need to know that Chad Reed won a Supercross using W wheels and W products. Thanks to W guys for inviting me out to the Tom White Museum on uh, Thursday or Friday. Thursday. That was pretty cool. I won't say anything anymore about the wheels, by the way. I got in trouble last time, remember? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll keep that down. And also, too, a big part of our show, Fly Racing. Fly Racing, uh, the leader in uh, gear out there. They got the 2014 styles going on right now. Uh, the guy who got uh, seventh place, Weston Pike wears Fly Racing gear. And Jason Thomas, you're, you're, you know Fly Racing gear pretty well. Oh, yeah. I like that stuff that Pike wore in the main. That's nice. Let's turn that music off. <laughs> Coming right out at you. I don't, I, don't, I don't like that. Don't be like that. Don't be like the rest of us. <laughs> well, I just was, for the sake of being able to hear you. It's Van Halen, bro. Uh, I know. Uh, whatever. Uh, all, you know. I like the stuff Pike had on for the main event. Coming gone 30 years ago, 40 years okay, ago. Okay, all right. I like the stuff the Pike had on at the main event. What stuff did he, did he have the purple and pink stuff on? No, he did remember. not. He had the uh, blue-yellow shock oh yeah stuff. yeah okay. yeah yep. yeah that's our that's that's what's really popular yeah i like that stuff fly racing and don't forget uh they make a lot more than the gear don't they jt yeah we got hard parts and kill switches which i know was a huge deal for you this weekend um yeah we have kind of kind of everything we're expanding expanding daily half the time i don't even know we have something and they bring it in there and we have it that day so um hey so uh are you are you are you taking a percentage of chad reed's uh wins Win, win, win him out here because I mean, <laughs> no, nah, I don't think you know, so. Tate, uh, Tate telling him that he needs to, uh, you know, not not uh, not be slow like you. Maybe maybe help them win. <laughs> no, nah, I mean whatever. You know, if if he's gonna ride like that, is uh, he can he can basically say whatever he wants. I'll take one for the team if he's gonna perform like that. Yeah, good win. Um, all right, everybody. Um, hey, BTOSports.com, a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM team. Um, they've got everything you want for your bike and body. OEM parts now, uh, anything else aftermarket-wise. Uh, you want to pick up some fly racing gear, you can do that. You can pick up Works Connection there. You can pick up Vortex there, you name it, X-Brand Goggles. Uh, it's all available at btosports.com. And uh, Cherubies as well over there at btosports.com. And uh, if you're ordering from another country, don't forget to check out um, the prices because some of the competitors don't always put the price in that country's currency. When you're checking out, and use the code PulpMX to save money. So with that, let's get to our Gabbett Gibbs BTOSports.com Gabbett Gibbs uh, uh, segment. Brand new this this week, a new intro, courtesy of our, our buddy Swiss Score. BTOSports.com Gabbett Gibbs 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 This is uh, your questions. Uh, submit it to uh, Twitter at PulpMX Show, and uh, we take the best ones. Uh, Devin there, our producer, goes through our best ones. and uh, What does Gabby Gibbs' son stand for? His last name is Gibbs. Oh, so yeah. Gabby Gibbs. That's the best I could do. DB's not pleased. It's Gabby at hard. Gibbs? Yeah. Okay, got it. All right, let's do this, Devin. All right. Uh, at Reber Fever, did anyone see the old man help number 27 gave Reed on the last lap? Um... I I you know, I he, I mean he got he yeah it wasn't, wasn't on <laughs> he purpose didn't, he didn't try to help no, him no it wasn't on he didn't purpose help him at all it wasn't on purpose well, yeah. and definitely it wasn't on purpose and I don't think it mattered no what was the question uh, Nick Way on the last lap kind of cut over on Stewart in the very end of the whoop section with like two corners to go and uh, 
people were complaining about it. It wasn't his fault. He had yeah, a flat tire, too. God knows who knows how, oh, how that wow. thing was working out there as well. Yeah. So There's people that say that nine pounds. Bubba kicked uh, Vilopoto's bike, too, when he crashed. So, yeah. I don't know. They, they, they do say that. But they need uh, glasses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. All right, uh, Brad Gerbert, Gerbhart. Uh, Steve, at this point, who's more worried, Barsha or Wilson? Wilson. Yeah. Oh, it's panic time. That's not good, JT. Uh, I would say Dino is probably more worried, you know, for a few reasons. He has half the amount of time as far as the series goes. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure I think Barsha's got to be worried, though, too. Yeah. I don't really know what's going on with him. TV, what do you think uh, of Barsha so far early on? Not good. Uh, and so do you on my column on Popa Mix. Well, what about now after his crash? Can we get a recap? Yeah. The recap is, I think... Both of um, Bosha and Wilson have the same problems. The the riding style, the technique. I think they're lacking some some stuff. Uh, corner speed. Uh, they ride too much. Like uh, they have a 125. You know, like they don't roll the turns. Uh, bad lines. You know, like also in um, let's say Phoenix, Bosha lost a lot of time. Like. Uh, passing people, you know, like, not like stupid passes, but like, when you pass somebody, you don't want to lose three seconds, you know, like, you want to kind of move forward, and um, I think line choices, and riding techniques, um, and corner speed, uh, it's not because you rev the shit of the bike, that you're going to go fast, you know, I thought um, Bubba rode great in A1 by, you know, Good throttle control, great corner speed, you know, like no revving, good lines. And I think they need to get inspired by this kind of riding rather than, you know, trying to rev the bike and take people out. And, you know, it was the same with Wilson and Osborne the first two races. You know, they they played cat and mouth the, the, the whole race and then um, lost so much time, you know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't really get it. Really. Okay. All right. Next question, Devin. All right, uh, Aaron Manilich, DV. What are the most important qualities to have as a AMA Pro Supercross and Motocross racer, both factory and privateer? Well, I don't think we have enough time to <laughs> talk about this. <laughs> yeah, you know. Top three. Go. Top three. It's so tough to answer. You know, like I think you have dedication. Yeah, I think you need to. Uh, analyze, you know, what the best are doing and, and, and what to do. And riding technique, like I said, you know, it's very important. Corner speed. Nowadays, back in the day, like let's say the McGrath days, if you were like going through the, blistering the whoops, jumping, everything, you were good. You, you, you were like top three. Now you ac actually have to race the track, go fast in the turns. And the guys that just jump don't, do anything anymore because you need to do more you need to have you need to be a great outdoor rider to be a good supercross rider now back in the day you could be either or and now it's like it goes together more and more every year all right uh, oh and another thing dv left out don't do mid-season photo shoots <laughs> with don with don maeda <laughs> sorry dv yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> All right, uh, Michael David wants to know, Chris Kiefer, 
If you were to plan a two-week trip to California, what three tracks would be a must-go for you? Never mind the tracks. What about my bus tour? That still works, dude. People are hating on that, aren't they? That bus tour is dead. No, the bus tour is alive and well, and Denny Stevenson's going to host it. What I could change. Okay, he'll get right on that. Living in Nebraska, I'll get him out here. Was it a TMZ thing? Basically. Yeah, yeah. It was better when you said like it was a one-shot deal, and then just collect all the money and bail. Do like a one-time deal. Yeah. No, it's not going to be a weekly thing. Okay, yeah, okay. We're going to plan it for like A1. All the foreigners, all the weirdos. Right. Get on this bus. Denny's going to host it. You know? Yeah. Pick up some hookers. All right, we'll tracks. Take it all the spots that don't exist anymore. Well, yeah. So that's some of it. Um, do, do you want help? No, yeah. no, I'm good. I, you're just asking the wrong guy because I've been kind of hating on the California tracks lately. But uh, if I was going to come out here, I would definitely go to Zaka Station. Yeah. I've never been there. So yeah. Okay, Zaka Station. Yeah. Race Town, when it's prepped good. They haven't been having trouble with the tractors, but the dirt is unreal. If you don't say Paris, I'm going to hit you. No, I'm not going to say Paris. I'm going to hit you. You're saying nostalgia-wise, though, right? No, the dirt's the best. Oh, my the God. The dirt of Paris no, is the best. No, no, no. The it's a horrible. historic track. You never yeah. rode there. You, what I've you ridden know? there a shit ton, probably more than you. Yeah, he was good in 97. I've ridden right. there so much. I raced a G- record had it. I raced yeah. a GFI race, bro. Nine, yeah, the 97, the Invitational, whatever. No, I never raced that one. No, yeah, but wasn't that, good enough. That was JT. Just, that was good. Paris. Paris. What about Paris? It's epic. Uh, epic shit. Epic shit. I don't know. <laughs> I, it can it can be very good, but we're talking about every time. No. Okay. All right. Zaka Station, Race Town, three ninety five when it's prepped, and the third one I would say Paula. Paula's awesome because yeah. it's got good dirt and fun jumps, and you can have a multiple. Jody White just disowned you. Yeah, I'm not going to Glen Helen, dude. But Zaka yeah, is yeah, not open all the time, Paula. right? Is that like uh, Paula? Zaka Station? No, it's open on Wednesdays, Saturdays, oh, okay. and Sundays. What about you, JT? Which tracks did you like? You haven't spent a ton of time in Cali, but enough. Uh, I've spent, yeah, I've spent. I mean, over the whole time, I bet I've been there, you know, a year or two. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan. I just, right. I don't know. Not a, not a huge fan of California. When you're coming back what? from where JT lives, JT yeah. says, when, good. when you're from Florida, you don't oh, like California. JT yeah. says Reddick, Gainesville, and Hard Rock. <laughs> no, I mean, there are some good tracks. I just... Like, Glen Helen on Thursdays, it's usually blown out. And, you, and if it's good in the morning, it's just so many people, and it's dangerous. And you, there's people cutting across, and I don't know. Just a lot different. I'm used to riding in Florida where you're riding by yourself, and you're actually doing the track prep. You know what I mean? So you have total control over stuff. So I just was never that into it. And, and, and then add another one. Comp Edge is good, too. Comp Edge yeah. is fun. Yeah, yeah. I'll switch comp edge with Zaka because I don't know Zaka. I like I like comp edge. Zaka definitely yeah. on like a good day on there like in the right time of year is like photo shoot material. So beautiful, like the mud is like. Chocolate if the guy cake. wants ruts, go to Zaka. He wants to go to hit some cool jumps. You're out of your mind, dude. Comp edge is good for you know fat vet guys too. Everything's safe. Yeah, but so. it, actually the jumps are blind. You go over the jumps, they're kind of blind. Oh, I don't care about that. Okay. I'm, ju- I'm airing shit out anyways, bro. <laughs> you know what's good? Where's the Manitoba drop? You don't got one of those yet? Uh, I'll show you my plaque. It's in works. Okay. Yeah. You know what's good, too, is um, REM on Saturday sometimes. Jesus be Christ, good. TV. REM? Did you say REM? Yeah. Come MX on, dude. Sports. I used to race all the time. I, I actually like. I liked it. That's why Jody probably liked you. you he, ha- he hates me. Really? Yeah. He never said a good thing about me, so... And I still like... Still supported R.E.M.? Yeah. Well, still not, like that's, no, that's not really Jody. That's Je- 
just when you think DV's from France, he's actually Switzerland. Switzerland. You gotta turn your mic off, Devin, when you're doing that. Sorry. Turn the mic off. All Sorry, right, next question. Bad. Next question. All right, uh, Matt Hunton, Steve, any updates on your uh, KX250? Yes. And they are. Still in the truck. Got some new parts for it. What year? What does it? this mean? Never mind. Next question. Yeah. What year is it? 1990. Ooh. I thought Ooh. it was a 91. What parts did you get for it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next question. All right. No, it's coming. It's coming along. It's slower than I would have liked, but well, I got what, some what parts. What parts uh, did you get for it? I got some numbers for it. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> I love this that guy Jeff right Ward. here. I love this guy right here. The sun drop. What is it? What? Uh, love this guy right here. All right. Next question. All right. Uh, Tim Bowman. All right, let's do this, Tim. Uh, what do you want to know? Mathis, who will win first, Stewart or Dungey? Stu. Why? Stu will win in Oakland this weekend. Yeah? Yeah. Stamp I, it? Stamp it. I, Hashtag. He's good. Stamp he's it. He's good at Oakland. I'll throw money into that pot. All right. Uh, Tyson Stegall, if DV was able to pick a track for a flashback race that he had raced, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Good question. Indianapolis, 02. <laughs> No, I don't know. Uh, I never really liked the track I actually raced on. Oh, okay. I like but the track you designed. Detroit? It was so tough, though. JT, right? Detroit 08? Oh. Detroit 08 was, was pretty good, yeah. I like the really technical ones, which which is why I was bummed out about the track this week, this past weekend. I don't hey, know. Hey, I think it. I like a, a, a 1991 track. Like, jumping the triple, you know, uh-huh. and then sun section. And then little double out before the ball turn. Remember that? Those things? <laughs> no, but... And I then there was a wall somewhere, you know, like in the middle of a 290-degree turn, there was a wall. Uh-huh. You have to roll it and kind of like really square, like, whoops, where you cannot really skim them. You have to, like, rhythm them, like okay. jump three. Kind of like super old, like early 90s. We like those tracks. I, I like to see. I like to see some different guys building the tracks, guys with some different ideas. Anyways, that'd be kind of interesting to see what they could do. You know, I feel like we are stuck in the same sort of stuff. Because no, we have. Do they have a contract with this one Dirtworks? Yeah, that's yeah, right. just Dirtworks. Yeah. I think they want to reinvent the wheel, and there's nothing better than long lanes with rhythm section and U-turns like 180s everywhere. You know, like where you can mm-hmm. pass almost in every turn. Last weekend, you can you can already pass in every turn, you know. Right. All right. Next question. All right. Uh, David Meyer wants to know: Does Dungey stay this aggressive for next weekend? What do you think, JT? I don't know. I'm interested. You know, that was a question I was posing to you guys as well. I don't, I don't know. We we've never seen this really from him before, and except in rare circumstances, so it's not a pattern for him. Uh, I don't know. It, it didn't really seem to work out for him so great. He crashed twice and. You know, it's kind of all over the place, so we'll see. I'm interested as well. I have no idea. He has to. If he wants yeah, to be yeah, a contender. He has, to, he has to take this thing. He has to, you know, still ride like this, stay on his wheels. If he can, I'm sure he can. He's going to figure it out. But you know what? Uh, consistency won't win, you know. You, you have to, to hang it out. I think you have to go for it. You know, if you want to be. Balls out, bro. But yeah, Balls you, out. If you want to be the field, if you want to be champion, and if he wants to, he has to ride kind of like this. You cannot do third, fourth, second, and maybe win if there's a crash on the start or something. 
I don't know. It won't work, I don't think. It could, but I don't think it will. Okay. All right. Uh, Corey Michaels, uh, does Stu have a new mechanic? Who was uh, the different guy on the line this weekend? Yeah, he has a new mechanic starting beginning of this year. Uh, Rene Zapata? Zapata? Zapata. Zapata. Rene Zapata. Zapata. It was been a rock star Suzuki guy, Yeah, right? been a rock star Suzuki guy. He's been around a long time. Good guy. Um, Florida guy. Oh, he's a Florida guy. Yep. I did not know that. Um, yep, new mechanic. That's what I do here. That's yep. what I do. Yep. All right. Uh, Wojo 108. So, MC has been riding with Troy Lee Design slash DG gear, which is made by Troy Lee Designs for the last couple of years. Um, what was up with him wearing Thor gear this weekend at A2? Is he back uh, I was, with him? I was surprised as anybody to see that. Yeah. Is DC even making gear now, or did they? Yeah, they came out with a, this, the, a new line a couple months ago, I think. Okay, that's weird, yeah. He did have a then he had, he had DC logos all over his, his, that gear he was wearing, so weird. Yeah. yeah, weird deal. Well, he's definitely still with DC, but yeah. with Troy Lee. What, what, what happens if DC come? oh, did he? He had a TLD helmet? Well, my question is, if DC comes out with another new line of TLD stuff, is he repping that? I don't know. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Give me a second. Uh, Jamie Barringer, uh, do you think RD started some bad blood with RV? No. No. Uh, they weren't. Ha- Cali guys weren't happy about that little move there. but I don't think RV was very happy with it either. He was staring him down after the finish line. Yeah, I saw that. But there's, you're there's watching. Nothing, there's nothing bad about that move, you know. I, I didn't say I was mad about it. I just said that our view didn't look like he was happy about it. If you watch the tape, like it's If you watch the tape, RV's back checks up and kind of sees him, and then kind of goes at the same time, and they both kind of move at the same move time. In there, yeah. So I don't know. I don't think it was. I think it was a good move. It wasn't as bad as San Fran 07 in the last chance, but it was. Yeah. It was aggressive. Uh, that, sure. that that was bad. What happened? That was bad news. Uh, I don't know. So I left the door open. Some guy just cleaned me out. Broke your forehead. Uh, yeah. I really can't remember that well. I think I hit my head because my memory is getting foggy. And that, I think that guy had a gas car or a provisional, too. He could have took also. I think that guy got a, a thousand dollar fine, too. <laughs> we're, we're talking, <laughs> yes. You guys were talking about last week what, what JT's best year was or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Well, no. I, we were talking about it, but I, I just told him his best year was when he was 36. Just because of his... Was that the white flag gear year? No, no that was that was on a Husky, and it was not a good year. That white flag gear was on a Husky? No, white flag gear no, was No, you were saying when I was 36. Uh, when I was in white flag gear, it was 03. That's your best year. That was year. my first year on Subway. That's 50, my pick. 54. The, the, white, the white gear was when you was eating fresh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Freshen it up. I wasn't eating at all because I didn't get paid. Yeah, no, you never got paid, right? All right, anything else, or is that it? One more. Oh, one uh, more. Let's do it. Official Spags. Kiefer. When is a manufacturer satisfied with the durability test? When a bike doesn't break? <laughs> there, everything goes off. What's, what's weird is the way Yamaha did it with their durability is they went off of kilometers. We always went off of kilometers, and uh, we would uh, map yeah, out matri- the matrix system. Yeah, okay. we would map out a track and then uh, know how many kilometers it was, and then we'd specify each lap. And then uh, once you reach that mark with no significant failures... Um, then that passes and it moves on to the next phase and then they start production. What was it? How many was it? A lot of them was either 1,500 kilometers to 2,000 kilometers. So hmm. that was most of them. Well, and then it, 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 that's, that, was, that varied from model to model. Like motocross models were 15 to 2 and then actually off-road models were a little bit more. So 
Just blisters you can't pull in. You That's 1,200 miles for the guys that don't know what to convert. Thank you. Yeah. All right, is that it? Yep. That's been a BTOsports.com Gibbs segment. Uh, sponsored by BTOsports.com. Thanks, uh, thanks to those guys. Let's, let's seamlessly move into the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Jessica Patterson wore them to a championship this year. Jimmy Albertson, Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Les Smith, Kyle Chisholm, Bobby Canari wears them. God, they're just fantastic goggles. Type What's in. going on? Everybody keeps winning and they don't have them on. Well, we won the very first heat race of the year with Michael Essie, and things haven't gone as well since then. I'm not going okay. to lie. Uh, type in uh, Pulp Show 14. Get yourself 30% off. Brand new 2014 lines of X-Brand goggles. EKSBrand.com. If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. Are those uh, TL? You keep saying that, but I don't know. <laughs> are, are they tear-proof? They are tear-proof, yes. Yes. All right. Um, 30 seconds. 15 seconds or less. Are, Col- you, are you taking your I'm putting my stopwatch? Yeah, yeah. And these are rapid-fire questions, JT. I don't know if you're aware of that. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Need a sound drop. For okay, that. let's uh, let's do it. These are submitted by Corey Moser. All right. Uh, for Chris Kiefer, David Villeman, Jason Thomas, and myself. All right, Steve. Who is considered the best bike tester in the business? Tim Ferry. There we go. Half a millimeter on the fork. He knew it, bro. Yeah. He, he knew it. Awesome. All right. All right, JT, Reed calling you out on the podium was a pretty funny joke. What has been the best prank or joke you've pulled on chat? Uh, some of them I can't, I don't really feel comfortable sharing in the forum, but uh, I don't know. I always, I always think he looks just like Adam Lambert, so I've come up with some pretty cool presents and stuff for him and Adam Lambert-themed things because Adam Lambert's sexuality is... Uh, he likes kids, so I gotta get a kick out of that. Kick out of that. Um, That'll work. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, honestly, it's not anything too crazy. It's just constant back and forth, kind of making fun of each other, and so whatever. I, I, he obviously had a great stage to do it on, and he took advantage of it. So I certainly owe him one now. Jab, jab. Yeah, All right, that's a jab, jab. Yeah, that's a big. It's jab definitely jab. a jab, jab. All right. Yeah, uh, it was more like uppercut, <clears throat> knock me out of the ring. Deal. Right. You need to suit up and win a semi. I don't think I can. Yeah, you can. Uh, I don't even know if I can suit up, let alone go win a semi. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you did, you'd be wearing fly racewear. <laughs> that, that is correct. And X-Brand right. goggles. And X-Brand goggles. All right, let's do this. No. All right, DV, you love Yamaha, but which Yamaha did you love the least? 2003, 450. 3.5. That 05 450 wasn't too good either, I don't think. Uh, it was better than that was 03, bro. Was that yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure. I didn't, yeah, and I, you would obviously know way better than I was, but I just remember watching a few. I, I got really sick. I'll tell you why. I got really sick and had the flu at Unadilla, and I didn't ride. I qualified and then just didn't ride my motos because I, I was puking and stuff. And I watched you guys. It was the, the weekend you guys had the anniversary bikes. Holy shit! Do those bikes not handle at that track? 
Was that the no, GYTR that's like years? I'm going off of. What? GYTR years with the missile coming out the back, 2003? No, uh, 2003 was GYTR. Oh, 05 was White Brothers. Oh. Yeah, it was like the huge yeah. GYTRs, can and stuff, yep. you know. And um, was, you know, not very good. Oh, yeah. four was way better. Oh, five, two. <coughs> All right, Kiefer. What is the best part and worst part about bike testing? Best part, you know, you get to ride a dirt bike, make a little bit of money versus uh, trying to race for money <laughs> on a dirt bike. <laughs> uh, worst part, you actually get burned out. Like I was telling Matt this earlier, I, I get burned out, you know, riding dirt bikes all the time. Sometimes I want to do something different, you know, and, you know, hanging out with my family and watching football is kind of like my riding my bicycle is kind of my away time from dirt bikes. And, you know, you, you get a little older, you need to uh, do something else. So I'm trying to get my years in now before I can, uh, I can still do it. Yeah, you got to keep, yeah, because eventually you're going to come to a point where you can't right. ride them anywhere near as good. Unless you're Dubok. Yeah, good point, right? Yeah. Um, Especially when you have to do like 2,000 kilometers on the park. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much 1,000 laps. Yeah, how many how many laps would that be on a track? Like a well, thousand. We would split it up from different tracks. So yeah, okay. we would spend all day at the track and until yeah. dark. So jeez. Oh, um, hey JT, uh, we're gonna call you back on this segment. Mitch Payton's coming up, and then we're gonna finish the X brand goggle tear off segment. Um, all right, cool. Uh, but stay tuned, bud. Thanks. Yep. All right. Um, so yeah, we'll do it, get the X brand goggle tear off segment in a little bit. Uh, before we get to before we finish that though, perhaps the uh, most successful. Team manager slash team owner in our sport. He's uh, huh? He's having to get his earpiece. Give him a second. Oh, okay. Uh, Mitch Payton. Uh, we'll talk to him um, about his year. Hopefully, maybe we'll just move on quickly to Chad Reed running his pipes, and that might be better than actually talking about his season. Um, but uh, Dean Wilson, Justin Hill, and um, uh, Darren Durham. Who's been the best? You guys think? Well, Justin Hill, all right? Yeah. He rode good on the weekend, man. He, he, cr- a good, he crashed and then he came back fifth or something. Yeah. That was good, right? Yeah. He, wrote, he crashed in the first turn. Um, and Durham, of course. You know, actually, I've been talking to Durham a little bit. He um, hadn't uh, raced Supercross all year. Then he wrote, He's never ridden the West Coast. So now he's on the West Coast. He said he's having a little bit of trouble adapting to it. And now we'll find out later if he's out at all. He's using. He has a French coach now. He does? Yeah. Oh, it must be good then. Yannick Kavila, that oh, used yeah. to be with Marvin. He's, yeah, yeah. he's working with Durham now. I did not know that. All right, let's get the man on. Perhaps the most successful team manager, team owner in the sport, um, Mitch Payton of Pro Circuit Racing, joins us now on the show. Mitch, thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, com- calling in. Hey, how are you guys? We're good. Chris Kiefer and David Villeman in studio with us. So. How are you? What's up, David? How you doing, man? Good. Um, first of all, congratulations on Chad Reed's win, Pro Circuit, uh, pipes and, and everything on the uh, Cowie. That was probably pretty cool. Um, and uh, you work closely with Chad, so that that's a great thing to come out of Anaheim too. I'm I'm actually uh, I was really happy for Chad, and it's it's more of you know it's it's his own program. You know, like everybody like Cowie helps and we help. But mm-hmm. Chad's guys kind of are very independent and they do their own thing and. We help wherever they ask us to, and then they they branch off and do their own thing too. But like, I'm really pumped for him because, you know, he had a pretty big struggle last year, and to see to see him come back, and everybody kind of had already said he was done, and yeah. everything like that. It's 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 pretty neat for him, and and the way he did it, you know, like it wasn't uh, a gimme deal. 
like he he earned that one. So like that was really really cool. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, did you come close to being an official 450 team with him? I think there was some talks, but did it get any further down the road than what we were kind of led to believe? Um, well, actually, you know, like we had our own, you know, 450 program yeah. yep. kind of lined up last year, and then we had a sponsor pull out uh, towards the end of last year that was with us, and it was a sad or bad situation and mm-hmm. there was no way out of it for the guy and uh so we just we had to let it go yeah um so there wasn't you weren't really going to team up with chad and do something there and put put maybe guys on that or anything there was nothing nothing solid there well i mean honestly we never really talked about it i i know that that there was rumors about it but like you know like my own opinion is like is as independent as Chad is, I know how he'd like to do it. And I th- I really truthfully believe that he loves doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think he wants a partner. I think he mm-hmm. loves being his own person and his own thing. And, and like, since he started the program a couple of years ago, when, when he was a privateer on a Honda, you know, like that, that program was built so that it was quote two, two motorsport. And I don't think he wants a partner. And I think right. I, as far as I know, I think Chad wants to do it his own vision, his own way, and and I applaud it. I, I'm actually the, the naysayer of every time Chad talks to me about it because I'm like, I don't know, Chad, a lot of money. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then, like, he'll say, oh, I'm just going to do it anyway. And, like, so he he's not scared of it, and mm-hmm. I applaud him for it. And he he deserves what he's, what he's gotten because he has taken his own money out of his pocket. He's invested it. Mm-hmm. And you know, like whatever he wants to do, like as long as he wants me to help him, I'm going to help him. He's been great, great to our company, and he's yeah. been good to me. And I, I want to be good to him, and so I, I don't think, I don't think he, I don't think he needs our help on a daily basis. He's got great people around him, and you know, like for whatever he needs, he can come to me, and I'll always, I'll always help him and treat him right. 702-586-7857. Call in if you have a question for Mitch Payton of Pro Circuit uh, Racing. Mitch, uh, uh, although the, the result on paper is just a, a fifth for Justin Hill, I thought he rode a fantastic race, maybe his best one as a pro. Uh, do you agree? Um, yes. I think I think uh, if you compare Justin Hill to last year, and I think I said this earlier, is I, I think like if somebody gets the most improved guy, I think he's the most improved rookie that I've had in a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. last year he struggled with a lot of things, and even outdoors wasn't perfect, but, but he came back this year and, and immediately was serious about what he did. He, he works out at the Rockwell Training Center with Johnny Louch, and so he is training. Mm-hmm. He's, doing his, he's doing his deal, and he's, He's focused, and then when we talk to him about doing something now at the track or whatever, he does it. And I, I love, I love what I see this year, and I think it it, it shows. And I, I think this year it wouldn't be out of the question for him to win a, win a race. We talked about it tonight, and I'm I'm confident that with a good start and him riding like he can ride and has been riding, he can win a race this year. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Um, been a tough start for your team, no doubt about it. And I thank you for coming on the show. I, 
talked to you. I went to talk to you after Phoenix. You didn't look too happy, so I skipped it. But it's been a tough year. Dean Wilson, probably the unanimous you know title favorite, hasn't got off of the start he's wanted. What what do you think's been going on there? And and talk about what you're trying to do to help Dino out here. Um, Anderson and Sealy have a have a nice lead already after three races. Um. Once again, I mean, I, I think we did everything we could do to help Dean. I mean, I think uh, I believe in Dean enormously. I think he is a title contender still. Mm-hmm. I think he can still win the series. It's going to take a little bit of luck. And truthfully, to win any championship takes a little bit of luck. Um, but Seeley and Anderson are riding really good. Dean has the speed. He showed that every week in qualifying. But, you know, like... Besides the heat race wins, right. when you get to the main event, he has tightened up a couple times, but we've worked on that, and that's got – we made a pretty big change this week, which okay. he's really happy about, and I think this week without without the crash, I think could have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think our starts this week were a lot better, and that it wasn't anything magical that we did. It was just, you know, like – checking a couple things and working with them and like, so I think with good starts, um, you know, we're not out of it. I don't want to believe we're out of it. It's easy to think we are, but I don't want to believe that. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to win races and that's what I want to believe. Well, I mean, yeah. And for for, for further proof of that, look back to like 99 when Ramsey broke a chain and didn't score any points or scored one point or whatever. Um, and came back to win the title. So it happens. Anything can happen. You've been there on both ends of things many times well yeah it's like no matter no matter who you are like you you have to be in las vegas to collect the the number plate so that's a long way away mm-hmm. so like unfortunately with our sport you know like what i always say is and i hate the injuries i don't even i don't even like it for the other people you know because you know from where i'm at i see that as like a sadness you know like it's a it's a bummer but mm-hmm. like in college Car racing, when the guy crashes, you know, you ride off a car and you just grab another car and throw him in it, and then he goes out there and does as good as he can. Mm-hmm. And then in our sport, when they crash, they're not protected, and it, it's the nature of the beast. And, like, you know, like this weekend, Darren crashed, and he'll be out for uh, numerous weeks, you know, because he had a concussion. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, like that's, that's one of those things where you can't do anything about it. You can, you can believe you're sitting in the catbird seat and you got it one. And then all of a sudden, just during practice, they can crash and have this horrible thing happen, and you're like, "Oh no!" Mm-hmm. Like now, what? Do? Like now, now let's like, what are we going to do now? So right. like, you just gotta, you just gotta keep moving forward and believe that you're doing the right thing. And I, I believe we are doing the right thing. I believe in our program. I believe in our equipment. I believe in our people, and I believe in our guys. And I think I think we're going to have a good year, both west and east, um, and. We'll just have to see where it goes. Right. Yeah, the East is coming up. Talk a little bit about that um, with um, uh, Baggett, Cien Cirillo, and Davalos. How are they looking? What's your outlook for them? Um, who's the fastest? Fastest right now, truthfully, isn't important because <laughs> okay. for, the, for, the, for the, fa- the past five years, Davalos, everywhere you go, whether he rode for me or not, he was the fastest. Right. Good point. Uh, right. <laughs> But it doesn't change the fact that I believe in Martin. I believe he's going to win races, and I believe he's a title contender, and he deserves it. Um, and then I would have to say past that, like right now, 
uh, Blake Blake broke his foot. He'll be coming back from that, and I think he'll have enough time to be back, and he's a past champ, and he can ride Supercross really good, and I mm-hmm. think he'll do really well. And I believe that Adam is is totally capable. Adam's as fast as as our guys at the practice tracks right now, and I think, you know, with with you know that youth sprint speed that some of these kids have, I think he's going to get to the line. I think he's going to go for it, mm-hmm. and I think you're going to see wins out of him. Uh, curious, Nick, uh, Mitch, uh, the um, Monday night sessions you had at Pro Circuit, you've had them going on for as long time as I can remember. You get everybody together, you guys watch video of the race, you talk about it. What kind of stuff goes on, or can you let us in and – what do you guys talk about? Um, you know what 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 goes on, and do, do you have laughs? Or is it a serious session? What's, what can you take us through that a little bit, if you don't mind? No, we we just actually just kind of talk about the weekend and what went on and what we saw. You know, like you kind of really examine where you were, or what you thought, and you watch you watch video of who who won and who didn't, and if we didn't win, like why we didn't win, whether it was a start or I don't know. You got to look at it and right. kind of see. Like it, it, it could be a, it could be a start or like for Dean's case where he tightens up. Mm-hmm. That was something the first two races that was a, a problem. And now all of a sudden, I think we, I think we have a handle on it. This week was a night and day difference, and he's happier and in a better mood and feels like he found something that that was in his way, mm-hmm. I, I think, honestly, it's just, I think every team does that, and it doesn't matter what you do, it's what you do Saturday night. Right, right. You can examine everything, but <laughs> right. it doesn't matter. And then we talk about the food, you know, whether we had good food or bad food. <laughs> <laughs> talk about, you know, different things that happen, stickers and things like that. Stickers. Yeah, like, did you guys get chance to see so-and-so because he's a really nice guy yeah did you see the that rider x's wife girlfriend has new boobs did you guys all see that things like yeah that. they they always notice that stuff <laughs> right right yeah exactly right um all right let's get a let's get some calls here steve on three steve thanks for uh listening to the show and uh what do you got to say to uh or ask to uh, mitch payton hey uh, um no problem man uh two questions uh so as far as um, I guess one's like a engineering related question and one's a business related question. So I hope you're not too nosy, but uh, Mitch, I know that you hire uh, engineers, like you know, real life engineers, and especially with the you know when the four strokes came on. And uh, I'm pretty sure I know you're a smart guy, but I don't think you went to college. So like, how did you when when that was going on? Uh, how did you do? You have like a, a friend or someone who you trust to confide in as far as like you know, making technical hires and things like that, or do you know enough about it to judge someone's uh, ability, you know, like a mechanical engineer or whatever type of engineers you hire? Well, if you, if you, if you were going to hire an engineer, I wouldn't hire an engineer right out of school because they just went through school. So if I was going to hire an engineer to help me on anything, whether it was machining or if it was, development, I would find somebody that had some experience. And so, like, uh, when we tackled the four-stroke project, you know, like, I considered myself pretty good at two-strokes, and when that happened, um, 
what I did was looked around and and actually there was Dave Chase was still here and he loved four strokes and like everybody on four strokes just kind of knew a little bit. But I wanted to know somebody that knew a really lot. Mm-hmm. So uh I I knew a guy. Actually, it was really strange how I met him because I I wanted to go race cars, and I went to a driving school, and I wound up needing hand controls to race cars that didn't have an automatic. So I needed something to use a clutchless system or something like that, and there was nothing available. So they said, "Talk to this guy, Drino Miller. He works at Andile Porsche." And he had done it for Danny and Gaius in an IndyCar once. And I, I spoke to Drino. We had him come down, or actually, he helped me with my hand controls. And then the four-stroke thing happened. I had him come down the shop, and me and me and Jimmy Perry, who still worked for me, and some guys went upstairs, and we showed him a Yamaha a five-valve head and a Honda 450 head and told him what we were going to probably wind up with next year, and we were going to tackle this thing. And he looked at everything, and he's like, man, you're going to have to do a lot of work. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what do you think I ought to do? I'm like, I know how I would approach it. And, like, I talked to him already, and and he said, well, the approach is probably going to be different from the way you do it. So, like, your approach should be a little bit different. And so I basically hired the guy. And, and Drino Miller helped us enormously because he brought a process, a belief, made us buy software, analyzing uh, equipment and everything to to go through because I wanted to be able to do a four-stroke from the beginning to, like, where you got a production bike, and I wanted to check the cams, and I wanted to do the compression. I wanted to do everything I'd done on a two-stroke, but it was all foreign to me. So I brought him in to educate myself and also my people, and Drino was massive for us, you know, because he had worked at Andile Porsche and he ran Toyota Racing for a while, and he was the guy that brought us up to speed on how to look at a four-stroke in a stock form and what what you could and should do to something modify it. So I would say that any engineer that is of a, of a value has to have experience. There you go, Steve. Absolutely. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you very much. Uh, can I get one more question or no? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, all right, fine. One more. <laughs> hey, uh, obviously, Pro Circuit's super successful, and you guys have been around for a long time. Like, do you ever get approached by like uh, like private equity companies and like big time investors to try to you know buy up your company or buy a, you know shareholder stake or anything like that? Oh, Steve's really getting deep into this, Mitch. <laughs> um, yes, I have, and. I probably should have already done that. Uh, <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> I, I probably already should have done that, but my my problem with that is uh, I started off so small, I've never worked for anybody. So the reason that I didn't do it was everything I, that I feel is correct might not be financially correct. And I don't want somebody to tell me I can't do it. Um, so I'm so scared if I sell it and they kept me on and they told me we have to make a profit, we got to do this, we got to do that, it right. doesn't matter what you think. I'm afraid that they would maybe run me out of the business. 
<laughs> and then I spent 30 years building something, and then all of a sudden they said, well, you're just you're a pain in the butt. you just got to go. <laughs> I mean, you have a pile of money, but you'll be bitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm rich, but I, like, yeah, but I, I helped build this thing, and they're like, yeah, but you don't get it. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And I and I've seen that happen in our industry a couple of times, and like I would, I wouldn't mind like truthfully taking some money off the table, but I would love to make sure that they have the same feel that I do because you know like there's other companies that don't race and they market their product and they pay teams to run their product. You'll see a lot of companies run a an exhaust pipe that get paid, and we don't do that. But, like, I, I want to keep the thing kind of core and, like, real and still have a feel to it, and I want to be involved in it. And, like, I'm I'm so scared, like, if I sold it, they might, you know, think I'm too old school and flush me, too. So like, <laughs> no, no, absolutely. That's what I was curious about because, you know, when, when the finance guys come in, they start, you know, dicing the numbers up, and they definitely try to, you know, run it as lean as possible and, you know, extract as much, uh, you know, cash out of it as possible so that's what i was just curious about so it's good that you're uh sticking with it so as a someone who uses your products i definitely appreciate it so thanks steve <laughs> absolutely thanks man all right um thanks uh let's get to josh josh what's your question for mitch payton hey yeah i was just wondering mitch i'm not sure if this is something you'll want to answer on there or not but uh are all of your guys' mod motors, I mean, are they all done the same, or do you mod each one, you know, to tailor it specifically to a rider? We give every rider their choices of options, and then what we do is, like, we come up with a setup, you know, and that, I mean, a setup means a lot of options, so they can pick and choose whatever they want, and even this week and last week, we gave them two or three different options of, like, more aggressive, less aggressive, what we're going to do for engine setup. And then suspension, I believe, is is not something you can do team-wise because of the size of the person and the weight of the person. That's a very personal thing, and it, it has to be tailored to the individual at this level for sure. But yeah. engine, you know, like we, we give them options, and we let them pick whatever they like, and they get to race whatever they like. And then if we see, you know, mistakes or failures, then we would like to make sure that they're not missing something, and then we'll go back and test something again. But we give them the options of running whatever they'd like. Okay. Um, can I say one other thing real quick? All right. Is it about Tim Ferry? Uh, no. Okay. All right, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, I thought it was – Really great of you, man. Uh, there's a local rider named Ricky Russell that uh, crashed, and he was paralyzed from, actually right now it sounds like, you know, waist down on one of his arms, and he actually reached out to him with a YouTube video. I just thought that was a really awesome thing, class act of you. Oh, yeah. That's cool, Mitch. Uh, right. I would I would like to think that, uh, that I would do that for anyone. And, like, I, you know, like what I said earlier, is it's the saddest thing. Like, I hate the aspect of our sport that people get hurt. But then again, you have to understand is like within motorcycling, um, people get playing a friend of mine that I've knew, known for a while. His, his son is paralyzed from the neck down from a football accident. And like that's saddening too. And like, so 
it's it's not just motorcycles and like when i when i broke my back and that was in 1977 at the end of 77 um and that was 30 some years ago or whatever and you know it's forever ago nobody cares but you know like when i was in the rehabilitation place they said well it's because of quote murder cycles and i said well that's not true i'm like there was a guy in from a traffic accident, there was one from a bathtub, there was one from, you know, like, so it, it can happen any way you want, and, like, I have two kids that are going to turn five years old, and my kids, if they want to ride motor, motorcycles and ride and race, they're going to be able to race, and if they want to play baseball, I want them to play baseball, and if they want to play football, then I'm going to let them play football, but whatever they choose is what their passion's going to be, and I want them to follow that, and... I believe in our sport, and we're all we're all trying to make it as safe as we can. And unfortunately, just like auto racing or or Michael Schumacher, who just got hurt really bad in snow skiing, mm-hmm. like no, nobody ever wants to see that happen. And we're gonna everyone's gonna do the best we can do to make sure that's safe. But unfortunately, accidents happen, and it's not just motorcycles. It's worldwide, and it's a, it's a realistic problem. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, good luck, season. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is uh, Kiefer. I have a question. Uh, I know you come from an off-road background, and you raced desert racing for years, and I know Pro Circuit's involved in off-road racing, but how often do you get to go out to, uh, let's say, a Heron Hound or some off-road races? I know you're busy with your team and moto, but... How often do you get to go out, and how much do you follow up on uh, off-road stuff? Well, I would say with with the 30, 30 events that I go to, plus the Nations and Monster Cups, that's 32, and I got a family. I don't get to go to a lot of those, but uh, I would like to go to more of them. I enjoy it. I think I think off-road riding is great. I like the GNC series or GNC series. Um, back east, obviously, that's a, a, a huge series out here. You know, like when, when I grew up, there was District 37, which was really big where I grew up, which is an AMA series. And that's where you picked all the best desert racers from that. Now there's the Big Six, and I think there's one other Grand Prix series. Um, but I love it. I like it. And... I think it's great. You know, that's more, you know, like our sport, truthfully, is blue-collar, and that's where the majority of our whole fan base and everyone's from, and it's really important, and I get it, and I love it. You know, like it's it's people that is a majority of the people are regular working folks that want to do something for their kids, and they take them riding, and then all of a sudden they race, and then it keeps escalating to where they're serious yeah. about. <laughs> right. and then, yeah, like it turns into something else, and they're like, oh, my gosh, like we got to go every week, and you got to get points, and you got to do this and whatever. But, but I'll tell you what, our sport, whether it's motocross or off-road or enduro or whatever you want to do, it is one sport that keeps the family intact for a long time, and, and I think that's, that's actually really cool. I love it. All right, last question for Mitch Payton uh, from Chris Ackerman. Chris, what's going on? Thanks for listening. What's your question, you. what's your question for the Mitch Payton? Hey, Mitch, I'm, um, I'm a quadriplegic as well, actually. I'm a C2, 
And I was just wondering your thoughts on uh, on the neck brace in general, like uh, Atlas or or Leap brace. Do you think it's Do you think it's um, it adds to safety or makes it more dangerous? Hmm. I would prefer not to answer that question on a personal side because it's really, uh, to me, is a very close question where, you know, I my back and I've been in a wheelchair for 30 years and when I saw the neck brace come out and the first thing I saw was that it was the answer to everything. And then I, I waited and I watched and then other people jumped on board and I, I backed off from that question because I'm not smart enough to answer that. But I, mm-hmm. if it would be worthy to like back off from it, but you know, the, the human body transfers load from one area to another. And if you brace one area, it will break somewhere else. A, a knee brace prevents a knee, a knee twisting, but you have problems. And a wrist brace will stop your wrist from doing something, but maybe right above it, it might break. And I, I really, truthfully, I will not answer the question because I don't know enough about it and I'm not smart enough about it. And I, I refuse, even with my riders, to make them wear it or not wear it. And what I don't like is when I see the companies pay them to wear it because that means that they don't believe that they wear it. And I I don't know myself. I, I wished I knew more, but I don't, and I'm not smart enough to answer the question. Thanks, Ackerman. Well, hey, thank, thank you, you guys. Thanks. Uh, sure. All right, hey Mitch, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. It, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm glad you came on, and uh, always a good interview. Always uh, fun to take questions from fans too. People get to call up and ask you about uh, selling your company and hiring engineers and neck braces and everything. So yeah, you never know who's going to call. Well, I'm sorry about that last one because that one's kind of no, touchy, no, but yeah, you can do whatever you want. I, yeah, yeah. I just don't have an opinion about it, and I, I'm scared to say that I believe in it or don't believe in it. Oh, yeah. No, hey, uh, that's your right, for sure, especially coming from your angle, you know what I mean, as a guy that uh, has lived this. so um, That's why I have an opinion. Like, I'm like, I'm not – I just don't have an opinion, you know. Like, I yeah. just don't see where I've never been sold 100%, and yet mm-hmm. at one attitude, like – like a Hans device in a car, I understand what it does. But in a motorcycle, when you take a head-on crush to the top of the head, I, I, I don't know. I just I can't answer that question, and I, I don't want I don't want that one. Uh, one more question from Tony in Victorville. There's like the ring inside of MX Sports. <laughs> Is that Tony Alessi? Yeah, <laughs> that guy's going down. <laughs> Uh, good times. Um, what the hell uh, can I can I answer that one? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's a drug ring inside MX Sports, and are you a part of it? Are you a part of the drug ring? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, 
I'm just on the outskirts of it. Oh, okay. but I like I like watching it go down. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Huh? I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what my drug ring doesn't have. <laughs> what? Laser pointers. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, Too soon. Davy Coombs is beating up your kid. Oh. It was a. It was a joke. It was. It, 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 you have to laugh at that. You have to. Um, thanks, Mitch. Appreciate it. We'll see you in Oakland this weekend. And uh, all right, you're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, hopefully, you guys have better luck. I, I think you will. Justin Hill wrote fantastic. Dean's got the speed. And uh, Durham, uh, well, he'll be on the sidelines for a little bit. Unfortunate for him, but thank you. All right. Thank you very much. All right. See you. The great Mitch Payton, everybody from Pro Circuit, on board. Um, you guys don't have a problem with him not answering the neck brace question, do you? That's legit. Uh, yeah, I think. I think if. If you don't, it's better to say that than to, you know, either lie or, or you know. or, or no, That's a good point. If you believe in it, wear it. If yeah. you don't, don't. If, if you don't, you know, right. like, really had one, then he doesn't have one anymore. Like, you know, Villapolo has one, so it doesn't really. Villapolo runs Atlas Braces. Atlasbrace.com, 40% off an Atlas Brace if you trade in your old brace. Right it's a good now. deal. Yeah, it's a good deal. All right, let's take a commercial break, and we're going to come back with Darren Durham. Speaking of, of Darren Durham. Uh, we're going to finish off the X-Brown Goggles tear-off segment, and we're going to have the Nick Way on. DV, you and Nick Way, MDK teammates. What a super team that was. Hey, he wasn't really my teammate. He was out the whole season almost. I was pretty much by myself. Oh, were you? Yeah, yeah he was hurt, so I think. I thought you guys were together a little longer than just one year. Was it just uh, one year? Yeah, just one year. And then I went to Suzuki. I kind of broke my deal to go to Factory Suzuki. Mm-hmm. One of my great decisions, you know, like <laughs> I've made so many great decisions in my life. Yeah, beaucoup. Yeah, and uh, and actually Nick stayed with the KTM, you know. That's yeah, that's like right. The, they switched to KTM. Yeah. That was that one, that one year. I don't think and he was happy with it either, though, with his KTM. Was that so. with the check, though? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly, right? It's, it's, most of the time with KTM, you, you don't really like the bike, but you like the check. Take the check. All right, let's take a commercial break of the night. Second commercial break of the night. Come back on the BTOsports.com Pulpamex show. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check.
personalized suspension setup with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S Custom Series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself Gold Valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JVR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length or maybe it's because they are available for people of any age, size and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride... You like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. 
For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. 
tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Show presented by BTRSports.com. David Villeman, please explain yourself. You don't like that song? That's okay. It's all right. I like it. You like it? You all right with it? That was yeah. a great song. It's catchy. 
Kiefer? I like it. I, I could get into it. Really? Yeah, I like a little country. It sounds a little countryish. It's not country. It's like hipster, like it. hipster weird, stuff. Weird old hipster stuff. Yeah. No, it's good. It's better yeah, than it's... Van Allen. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Come on, bro. Oh, no, 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 no. Van Halen was making music 30 years ago that still blows away anything that's out there today. This segment is all about being unpredictable. You know, one time I came out with some techno LeBlanc crap, you know, yeah, that everybody hated. Now, like, hipster stuff, radio ads, always something different, you know? That's true. That's true. You have switched it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, uh, like you did that time when you put on Oakley over the tops. Yeah. Sunglasses and wore those around. sick. <laughs> I made 70 grand that night. What was that night? I don't know. What was it? <laughs> it was Percy. Percy? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, let's get to our, our next guest. He's going to come on. Um, Pro Circuit's Darren Durham. And uh, looking forward to having him on. And, of course, uh, his appearance on the show is going to be brought to you by Vortex Racing. They're the leader in making top quality racing components for 15 years. And they're brand new on the Pulp and Mech show. Vortex. You have any experience with Vortex, Kiefer? Ignitions? No. Bars, sprockets? None. Well, they're good shit. Is it? It's good shit. We so, run it in uh, Moral Concepts. Did you like it? Barbed. What barbed you run? Amazing. Uh, Vortex. I, w- I wear the... Um, I always wore... No, used, I mean... Um, the guy that took me out in Phoenix 2004. I used his band. MC? <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Windham. Kevin Windham. <laughs> hey, James Stewart uses Vortex. Bowers, Robbie Renner. Vortexracing.com. You want to need some sprockets or um, uh, bars from Vortex? Um, we've got a thousand gear choices for sprockets. Uh, the, the, the anodizing any color and uh, sweeps, mud grooves, and, um, and yeah, the teeth are all anodized. Result is a flash of color of red, blue, black, KTM orange with silver highlights. 29% stronger bars. Don't forget, uh, VortexRacing.com. You want to save some money, you can uh, get it from uh, uh, sponsored deals on the PulpMechShow.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Chris Kiefer, you having a good time, Kiefer? Dude, it's awesome here. You're a a listener of the show. Like, you're... Like, I'm just a listener that I enjoy the show, so I run Mathis' stickers on my helmet when I do photo shoots. You do, yes. Dirt Rider, uh, check out Pulp MX stickers on Kiefer's helmets. Yeah, so if you see the Pulp MX stuff on Dirt Rider, that's just me because I enjoy the show. I don't get 0.0 from Mathis. Yeah. Hey, Darren, uh, Darren, I'm going to leave my mic on, Darren. Darren, the mic's on. (laughs) My bad. Okay. Glitches. But no, yeah, it's um, awesome. It's awesome to be here. Um, and uh, don't forget free gun underwear. DV, you're staying at the the king of free gun underwear. This place. I don't wear free guns. You wear free guns? I like those guys, but I like Haynes. Michael Jordan, bro. You wear Calvin Klein's? No, Haynes. Could you just say you wear free guns for the show? I wear free gun for the show. Can you leave out for the show part? <laughs> I wear free gun. Thank you. Thank you, David Milliman. Where's no, free it's gun actually, uh, it's actually good stuff. I like him. God damn! Not today. I've hands today on. It's good. It keeps your We're breaking news. Free gun has pulled support from Pulp Mech Show. Breaking news. Thanks to David Milliman. <laughs> I use free gun, Voltex, X brand, X brand, W wheels, FMF, uh, FMF, Tech One Graphics. Take one graphics. Works connection. Works connection. Works connection. Kiefer makes some good quality stuff. Those Come guys. Works connection. Work. You know what? Legit. Steve Lamson, bro. Steve Lamson. Oh always, yeah, he's number one. Always, with always a sticker when he was at Honda. Mm-hmm. Still, I works connection. They he wasn't. The, he wasn't using the shit, but he was using the the sticker on the helmet. I think was, he had the he had the. No, back then you he was he, he was like HLC crap. Uh, what about works connection? The uh, Pro Start. 
That thing's the bomb. What is that? They're, they're starting the device. Start device. I don't know. What, the the thing, the... On the four car. The, the they, they didn't have that when you raced, huh? No. We came up with this. Yamaha came up with this in 2002. We're the first team ever to use it in the U.S. Supercross. And then you have Chad Watts next to me. He's like, something's going on. They're doing something to the forks. Like, before the main event, like the one I won yeah. in 02. Like, we did not use it for, like, the E-race. Oh, you didn't? No. We only put it for the main event. And Ricky's next to me with Chad Watts right there on my left. So Chad is, uh, is like, on the radio. Like, they're doing stuff for the on the forks, like... You know, it's lower. Like, what the hell is that? Is it is it legal? And freaking out. Like two minutes before the main. That was that was awesome. And his thick redneck voice that he had too. But that was a hook back then. You, you, know, I, you, hey, you put a hole. It was a hole. I know how simple hook. was it, huh? Yeah, it was uh, just a hook. Uh, and but then, you know what? You guys used to cover him with rags too. Remember that? Yeah, you guys rags, had rags yeah. over top of him. But I think we should. Stop having him. It should be illegal to have those things anymore. Everybody mm-hmm. uses them. Why? Yeah. Why? Why bother? Plus, I think I came up with this theory. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is going to be good. <laughs> here I, we I go. Feel it. It's be You're awesome. out of your mind, dude. I think starts will be safer without a starting device because you'd be getting slower on the first turn. No, I don't believe it. Because if you didn't have that start device, how many guys would be willing out of the gate and hitting each other like 50 feet down the road? Yeah, but like going on, like what, five miles an hour rather than 65? You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. everybody uses them. So what's the point of everybody yeah, 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 using yeah, them? You know, while, like, while they're legal, everybody pick up the Works Connection one. <laughs> while they're legal. Yeah. While they're legal. Yeah, they're going to, they're gonna, the thing is, for the guy that actually make them and sell them, they're going to lose money, obviously. But something that, if it's, you know. Someone's going to make a rear one, too. Well, we c- you know, Honda only came out with the starting device in O2 at Minneapolis, which was like run six or something. Took them that long to come out with something and figure out what we really? had. Yeah. That, 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 that yeah, one? Minneapolis yeah. 2002, that was the first time they used it. That's the day, like, you know, they were asking Keo to get, to go buy a Bridgestone tire at the, at the local dealership. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're Bridgestone's, yeah. Bridgestone tires yeah, with yeah, dollop yeah. stickers yeah. on his bike. Hey, uh, call Darren. Uh, call Darren back. I got a text. His battery was dead, so okay. give him a call back. Uh, in the meantime, uh, who's on one? <laughs> Is from Australia? O'Rourke. Hey guys, how are you? Oh, we're good. I was just looking at Devin. Down under your name. What? You know what, man? O'Rourke is a hard name to try to figure out how to. It says it. O'Rock. It is whatever it is. I didn't know if it was Michael Rocco on the phone. <laughs> O'Rourke. O'Rourke. Hey, you rock. O'Rourke. How do you spell your name, bud? Like M- Mickey Rourke, but with an yeah. O. Right. Yeah. Hey, O'Rourke, what's happening, man? Yeah. So, uh, well, I just uh, had a question that was especially aimed at DV because I think he's raced both. But do you think uh, is there any advantage to having? Obviously, you want to qualify straight out of the heat race, but. Do you think having a, being in a semi gives you an advantage having more track time or, or prep time for the bike? Yeah, it's, I think semis is good. It's like you don't have to be bummed out if you go to semi. I think track time is good. It's only five laps anyway. And then it's, there's always – the track always, you know, changes, especially back east. And you, you can find new lines and maybe new combos that maybe maybe faster or a little inside line somewhere. And like I said before, like at the beginning of the show – 
we start like the e-rate, the track is brand new. So the whoops are brand new and everything. So it's kind of good to go back to the semi and new lines formed and and you can, you know, change your lines. And when I was going to semi, it was almost like easy to get in, obviously. So I was kind of not trying to go fast and, and, and stay on the same line, but actually try to go inside, outside and try different combo in case I was starting, you know, at a bad start in the main or whatever. So it's it's not bad to go in the semi, not not these days. Especially when you don't have Friday practice anymore. It's only a, a one-day format, so you actually don't have much time on the track before the race. Yeah, so in your opinion, David, do you think it's a, if you had to put a, a word on it, do you think it's an advantage or a disadvantage to race the semi? Uh, I think it's, everybody thinks like, oh, I have to go to semi, it sucks or whatever. It's actually not bad. You know, it's, I don't think it's either way. It's 11 laps, five laps extra. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's five laps extra, but it's not a disadvantage or an advantage. Um, I think if you have, to, if you go to semi, you have to take it uh, as a positive and try new things. So it could be an advantage, you know, for, before the main. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, O'Rock. All right, cool. Thanks. No worries, guys. All right, see you. All right, thanks. All right, let's uh, let's get to our next guest. Unfortunately, what time is it over there? They're it's only morning. they're only like twelve hours ahead, but they're next the next day or something. It's like mid afternoon there. About Tuesday. If it's twelve hours, obviously. Well, it's, it's I don't it's know eight, what it is. It's, it's like after, eight a.m. Okay, it's afternoon or something. Okay, it's it's not twelve because it's nine. Degrees. Okay, it's not twelve. Fine, but it's something like that. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get to our next guest. Just say you don't know, and that's it. Be easier. Darren Durham. How's it going? Good. Hey, you're uh, on the Pulp Mech Show. David Villeman, Chris Kiefer in studio. Um, uh, we just talked, got off the phone with Mitch Payton a little bit while ago. Thanks for coming on. And uh, bummer, dude. So, But you were tweeting from the hospital. You seem like you're okay other than just, you know, basically getting knocked out, right? You know, no, nothing else uh, structurally wrong with you? Yeah, my body's all intact. I just... Uh... I rung my bell pretty good, was out for a few minutes, and that's pretty much where I stand right now. Yeah, you. Uh, so you're not going to be racing this weekend, Mitch said, maybe, and maybe for a uh, couple weeks? Yeah, I think I'm going to uh, definitely take this weekend off and, you know, just play it by ear. I'm going to go to a concussion specialist later in the week and mm-hmm. just, just figure out some more things <clears throat> about what, you know, what I should do. Right. Yeah, it was a scary, scary, scary crash for sure. Do you remember any of it? Yeah, I do remember. I, I which is kind of weird. I kind of remember, you know, jumping a little front end high and clipping tough blocks. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I just was able to watch it on video a little bit ago, and that was what I did. So yeah, my my memory is is correct. I don't remember too much after the crash, you know, the ambulance ride or anything like that. But right. you know, once once I got in the hospital, I remember like before they stitched stitch me up and stuff like that and i'm you know i'd say i'm feeling i'm feeling pretty normal right yeah scary crash man you had all of us really worried for sure because uh you were out a while and you weren't moving and so you know, a lot of things go through someone's head when they see that um it's too bad i guess though in one sense you were fortunate like you said you hit your head which is never a good thing but the the amount of time that you were out and the amount of time that, and the crash itself uh it could have been worse huh yeah it definitely could have been worse but you know, hitting your head isn't good. You know, it never is. So mm-hmm. you only got one brain. So I need to take <laughs> care of it and yeah. I was, you know, make smart decisions. 
I was just glad you didn't Instagram a shot of your nuts like you did back in the day. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, 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 that was that was that was awesome. Um, hey, so uh, you tough start to your season and it just got tougher. But can you talk a little bit about your season and what's been going on and uh, sort of what's what's happened? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, obviously, it hasn't went how it planned. I, uh, I the first round was okay. I didn't I didn't do great, but I. You know, I made it through the first round and kind of knew where I stood and knew mm-hmm. what I needed to work on. Yep. And shoot, round two, I uh, I made a mistake in my heat race and then I stalled in the main event. Yeah, so that I really took a lot of a lot of time out. So I was just, you know, I was really looking forward to rebounding this weekend and showing what I, you know, truly have. And mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't get a chance to do that. So I'm, I'm a little bummed out, but you know, I know. I know I'll be back out there, and I know, you know, I still still have what it takes to ride my motorcycle. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you're you're crashing Phoenix, sliding on the plywood. You know, you all right after that? Did anything get any slits, uh, splinters anywhere? I didn't get any splinters, but man, I lost some skin on that one. Dude, you were sliding forever. <laughs> so. Oh man, I yeah, I got a comfortable position sliding, and I just like kept. <laughs> Switching it up just so I wasn't burning the skin off of my <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know if I've ever seen somebody slide that far. It's, it's nuts. Um, it's kind of like when the guys try to get on their bikes on the plywood when they get off the track. And they try to, yeah. they try to gas it, right? Um, hey, how'd you feel coming into the season? Like we talked about, I talked to you after Anaheim won. You know, you hadn't ridden the West, the West Coast ever, uh, Supercross Series. And so this was something new for you. You didn't race Supercross at all last year due to an injury. But how did the preseason prep go for you? Preseason prep went pretty good. I was I was feeling good at the tracks, pretty much all the tracks, and I was I was on pace. But uh, early early December, I uh, I had a a crash at the practice track, and I I hit my head there. And uh, man, it just really took a, took a little bit of oh yeah took a little while to get back back up to speed after that, you know, and then. To hit it again this past weekend, you know, it's mm-hmm. it wasn't good. It wasn't good. So I'm probably going to take a couple of weeks off and just yeah. you know, regroup, get back on it. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, you know, the good, the good and bad thing. The, the, you're not doing East Coast, so you got a lot of time downtime to get ready for that. Outdoor Nationals, of course, where you, you you've shined before. So you know, in in a way, if you miss, you know, these next two three races in the West Coast, it's almost it's all right. You know, you got a lot of time to to get ready for your specialty. So. Yeah, so that's what I'm gonna go do. I got to take care of my, take care of my body, and uh, yeah, so I'm making smart decisions, and I'm gonna come back when I'm ready. Okay. Hey, Double D, it's Kiefer. Kiefer, how you doing? Good man. Hey, I don't really got a question. I just got a statement. You know. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, I, I've known him for a little bit. Just mutual friends. You know, he used to come up and ride with uh, some of our buddies, and uh, he's always the one, the sickest guy on the track. He he has the the sickest style. He's always one of been one of my favorite guys to watch. Um, you watch him ride. You know, you just your style is so fluid and it moves around on the bike and yeah. it, it almost seems effortless. And uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people out there back me up, man. And uh, you don't know how many times I was sitting there watching races with Tim Ferry going. He's been, he, this is eleven ten days. Dude, Durham's got the sickest God, style. He does. Dude, yeah. watch Durham. You watch know, Durham. You know what? He looks like MC a lot. I thought. You think? Yeah, yes, I. Yeah, these yeah, elbows and stuff, and 
There you go, Durham. Yeah. The, I, was, I was talking to actually his new coach or trainer, or like Yannick, uh, yep. at A1. And I said, oh, I wish I, w- I was riding like this, you know, like. Yeah, just <laughs> makes you, looking yeah. at him makes you want to go ride a dirt bike. Yeah, same thing when I was uh, helping Nick at the Kawi truck. Mm-hmm. Same thing, we used to, to talk about it all the time, you know. Well, there you go, Durham. You got that going for you. <laughs> Durham did yeah. one of the sweetest things. I, I think it was, uh, I can't remember which national it was, but he was passing one of the pro circuit guys uh, at the time. Lakewood. With yeah, Rattray. Lakewood. Yeah. yeah, with Rattray. And as he was coming around the corner, he looked at him and then just put his hand out right in his face. Yeah, and I, yeah. liked it. I was like, Dude, that's a rider. That guy, he's having fun out there. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Darren, how is, uh, how is Yannick Carvello working with him? With who? Yannick. Oh, it's been, it's been going good. Yeah. Uh, we, were, we were working together for like a month before the season started, you know, a month and a half. And then, you know, into the season, it's kind of been, it's been, it's been working really good at the, at the practice track, but at the race, you know, I, I've, I've had a lot going on. Like I only did the first two West Coast races. It was my first time doing West, so I was yep. almost kind of overwhelmed with how many people were trying to tell me, you know, what to do. When <laughs> right, right, right. I've been I've been riding my whole life, and I kind of, you know, I kind of have an idea what to do. If I'm if I'm sucking somewhere, I, I know it. I'm out there. I'm I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It, and and also too, all the media at the West Coast rounds, all your sponsors are there. It is a little different for sure. No, it is. So, you know, it was a learning curve at the first one. And, you know, I was excited to just build on that. And, you know, I, I knew what to expect coming into the following rounds. And I was just looking to get better and, you know, obviously not land on my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, you can trust Yannick. You know, he has a lot of experience. You know, he won, like, as a coach, I think, four world championship, two with Bollet, two with Marvin. Um, he's uh it's good, you know. I think there's a lot of people like everybody knows it. There's a goggle guy, the the glove guy, the the friend, the this, the that. But at one point you have to, you know, pick one and listen to the yeah. one that that has the most uh, abilities, you know, of giving advice. Obviously, right? Yeah, you gotta block out the white noise a little bit, right? Um, yeah. I mean that's what I that's what I really liked about him is he was a racer himself. He had been there and done it, and you know I just have, I have a, me personally I have a hard time you know someone that has never raced or something when they tell me what to do I'm just like yeah right dude you go skim those loose wide open you come in <laughs> wide open you know right, like right. what they about don't have any, they don't have respect for what we do is what I feel like you know how like what about someone with like four Manitoba titles does that count or how low is that do you think. What's that? Like, like he doesn't even know what what's that. Manitoba. Like Manitoba. I have four Manitoba titles, so I did race, but I didn't necessarily race at your level. But would you still listen to me, or no? I mean, if you have four titles, I mean, were they consecutive in a row? Yeah, yeah, they were nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety one to four straight. Yep. I mean, I, I might take a few pointers. Okay, then. Yes, I mean, yes. <laughs> what's the biggest jump you ever did? Oh. Um, I don't know, 120, 130 feet. Yeah, right. No, That's for sure. That's pussy stuff. What, a Laruco's Leap type deal? No, 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 just like a, a long tabletop. We used to build these tabletops in Manitoba with semi-trailers, and you would just jump them that way. Evo Knievel style shit? Mm, Halftime show shit. Just, we didn't have a lot of dirt back there. <laughs> yeah, did you have like a, a cape and shit? <laughs> Forget it. All right. Um, <laughs> Durham, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. I know you're... You know, the disappointing weekend for you, and you're hurt now, but I just wanted to get you on to let people know that you're okay. Everything was cool. 
you know, you may miss some races, but uh, we'll see Darren Durham back. And so thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'll be back out there and hopefully, you know, stronger than I was this year. So Keep hopefully plugging away, Double D, yeah. man. Keep throwing whips. Well, you got a lot of fans for sure. Thanks, buddy. Yep, thanks, guys. All right, I'll thanks. see you. Darren Durham, everybody. I just wanted to get him on. Just, you know, I like Darren Cheer Durham. Cheer him up a little bit. I like Darren Durham. He's I'm, a good dude. Uh, win or lose, shitty race or good race, he's got a, he usually has a smile on his face for reals after the race. He'll grant you an interview. He'll be in a good mood. Like, he's a good guy. And then, like, uh, you know Shorty's guy, Nate, Nasty Nate, mm-hmm. mechanic? Darren did a lot for that guy to help him out just to get him in the industry and get him – you know, a job and stuff like that. And I just thought that was really nice. Of that. Like, no one knows about that. He doesn't talk about it, but he just wanted to help a guy reach his dreams or whatever. You know what I mean? He's so. a coast kid, man. Those guys are cool people back there. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. Um, all right, let's get, let's finish that. Um, let's finish that X brand goggle tariff segment. We got Jason Thomas back on the line. Hi, JT. Hey, buddy. Um, so we got the X brand goggle tariffs. Uh, if you don't wear X brand, you won't win. It's been proven. Um, you saw the heat at Anaheim one. We all saw it. Everyone saw it, and that rider had, and the LCQ this weekend also won by. Did you get something in his eyes from the goggles? Like, was there a, like no, a, some no. kind of foam problem? No, no, nothing to do with the goggles themselves. Just uh, a lot of emotions. Um, he wanted it more, and he showed it. So okay, I thought he got maybe got some sand in his eyes or something. Weird. Dog, dog hair. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Let me know when you guys are done. We're done. Okay. Let me know when you're done. Okay, keep going. Take it on the road, you two. Uh, stand-up comedian Wednesday nights. All Maybe right. he was in the hot tub and then he just uh, got some, you know, foam in his eye or whatever. How about our talk with Dave Dye in the hallway this 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 week? Uh, <laughs> Any talk with Dave Dye <laughs> is legendary. And it's too bad that Genova won't let him come on the show. He wouldn't come on the show because of Kenny before. Now he said he would come on the show, but now the team won't let him come on. So Who, D- Dave Dye has a like feud with Kenny or something. Dave Dye wouldn't. I I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Apparently, him and Kenny don't like each other. Why? I don't know. I have no idea. Dave probably talk crap about Kenny, dude. No, that has to, that has to be some, <laughs> something. Something with a chick. So finally, some, Kenny, uh, maybe about a chick in Victorville or something. Yeah. <laughs> a chick in Victorville. Teeth are optional there, buddy. <laughs> um, something like that. So we finally we don't have Kenny. So Dave will come on. Except now, Motor Concepts won't let anybody come on this show anymore, and so we're screwed. No, Dave Dye. Those be good stories Fuck if Dave it. came on. But uh, Jesus, JT, some of those things when he was talking, I was just laughing. I'm just like, God, this guy is classic. Uh, yeah, Dave does a uh, he's a character. Anybody that doesn't know him, just uh, just take take my word for it. Right. Pretty much. Um, all right, let's uh, let's finish this up. I don't know where we left off, Devin. Hopefully, you know. I do. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser, and they are to be answered in a rapid fire manner. All right, Steve. Yep. If you were Roxon, would you run the red number plate when training with RV this week or just to F with them? Here's why I wouldn't run the red number plate. It looks like shit on a KTM. It looks Agreed. like shit on any bike, bro. No, it doesn't, bro. Look, no, it look doesn't. Look how RV looks so great you, with the... You put a red plate on, on a blue Yamaha. That yeah. looks good. Legit. That looks good. Yeah. That's maybe it, on a red, On a Honda? Maybe. On a Honda? No. Seriously. No. Why? And why? Like, look at RV in Phoenix. It was amazing. Hey, let me Thank ask you. When was the last time Honda had the number one plate for, in points? Dude, been Carmichael. Two. Right? Yep. Two thousand what? Is that it? Three. Carmichael. Chad, Chad had it. 
I, uh, but he on, wasn't really Honda. He was like... No, 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 but even that counted. He did have the right play? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he right. had, uh, he had, I know he had it outdoors at one point, right? Outdoors, yeah. I don't know if indoors he had it. No, I was thinking more Supercross, what, what, but still, JT. That's after still, Dodger yeah. Stadium, when he won, like, you wrote great, great yeah. in that? Yeah, maybe he had it. After, I, can't, I can't remember. I know Chad's had it. There's no doubt about that on a Honda, so... Okay. Right. Next question. I wouldn't run it because it looks ugly. That's 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 my answer. Why do they have it anyway? Who cares who's leading the points? Seriously. Thank I think a lot of people. I thought the blue the blue plate was awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was cool. Yeah. But old school. You know, like it's. So we can't have, we can't have start hooks. We can't have air pressure below eleven. We can't have red plates. Why? Dude? <laughs> What's red plate? Your world oh. is your world. And is... the blue plate was a champion anyway. It wasn't the the points leader. No, it was the, the, last of the previous year's champion. Yeah. How about, yeah, so the, cool, whatever it was. The AMA yeah, had, who cares about who's leading the points anyway? That's something they took from the GPs, you know. Like, GPs did that before here. Yeah, GPs are smart. They're ahead you, of know, time. you know, why, you know, copying? Just leave it the same. It's fine. <laughs> I say the leaders in points should put that blinking light on their helmets like McGrath had, like little blinking light on their helmet. What about those little dingly things? Unfortunately, unfortunately yeah. Nick Way is bowed out of tonight's show. He's got a text. He's busy. It's too bad. It's too bad. I wanted him to talk about how he changed a motor, uh, a link, and a shock <laughs> all in one day. Was it, what is he doing? <laughs> he, he doesn't know. He's ironing motor, ma- mafia Maf- motor stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he's ironing. That's it, DB. There's a spinning dartboard with parts on it, and he just he's... throws darts and picks parts. <laughs> and then those are, the part, those are the parts that will be changed on Saturday. Throwing um, darts to change your parts. All right, let's do, do this. That. Let's do this, Dan. Point that. All right, uh, JT, who do you think still has a realistic shot at the 250 West Championship? Um, obviously, probably other than Sealy and Anderson. Oh, man. Right now, if you're just looking at it realistically, just those two. But we've seen, and I keep repeating this, we've seen that stuff happens in this class. These guys are young. They're not Ryan Bilpoto. They're not, you know, they're they're prone to mistakes and prone to having a bad night. But I really feel like Sealy's a veteran. He he's done this quite a while now, so I don't see him putting himself in a bad spot. And both of those guys just seem like they're a lot better than everybody. I mean, like quite a bit better. Twenty eight seconds. I was really really surprised at how far Jason Anderson pulled away from Cooper Webb once he passed him. So yeah, that's the two guys that can actually go through a turn without stopping. You know? Yeah, I could never do that. So, good. I have a question about Jason Anderson. All right. Why doesn't he thank uh, Coach Sedgy? Because that's who trains him. He never thanks Sedgy, but he always thanks Jeff Ward. Like, Sedgy trains him, but he never says one thing. Sedgy, right? Sedgy, Sedgy, yeah. I, I don't... Yeah, I lost track of trying to keep track of riders' I'm, trainers. No, like, uh, I don't understand... I'm over it, too. I'm over it. Just... It's, the rider's on the bike, you know? It's, it's Well, you could thank the mechanic. Right. But he thanks Jeff. You wouldn't get to the line without the mechanic. Yeah, but dude, it's it's fine. You have to thank like the old world, like the GVS guy. Oh, he gave me some nice shoes this week, and then this guy and this guy. Just talk about your race. Oh, you were a badass on the last lap, and you took a, a chance and uh, passed silly, and just be like, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't like to thank this guy and thank this guy and. You know, the guy is on the bike. You know, nobody else right. is on the bike with, okay. with I, him. You know? I agree with you're, DV, you're, though. You're derailing this segment. All right. I agree with DV, though. No, but, all right. You know, what are you going to 
talked about your grandma, about the French toast for breakfast and stuff. French you know, is like, coming out. Man, French toast is good, though. Yeah, they do uh, good, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's good, he says. <laughs> Seriously. All right, uh, DV. If the field isn't deep, why do you think the racing has been so good uh, the first three races? I never said the field wasn't deep. Oh boy! Oh, here we go. No, it's not. It's, it's taking out of the context. Let me let me uh, rewind rewind a little bit. I told back in the day that factories had four guys. You know, that's sixteen guys plus KTM did not count because they sucked back then. <laughs> but so sixteen guys. Now it's only eight. Then there's the rest of them. Like the the private cheer, like 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 Reed and. Those the Geico guys and stuff, but the field always have been like deep, you know, since the seventies. <laughs> since the seventies is is tough, you know, eighties. It's, it's not like the best ever. Every year, best ever. Every year, best ever. It's like the media thing trying to pump it up, where it's like they want people to watch it. They want people to be like hooked on it. They're the great guys, you know, like read one of. Uh, 2004, you won 10 years later. You know, mm -hmm. like, same guys. Stuart is there, you know, like, all the guys would be there too if there were. You know, if Ricky was there, he would still be in front. Timmy. Mm -hmm. You know? So, it's not like, yes, there's a lot of guys. Yes, I, I wouldn't want to be racing those guys because they're good. And if I was at my, um, <coughs> at my top of, of my game, yes, I would want to. To, to race because I don't think it's undoable and everybody winning every race shows you that you know it's not undoable you know like Chad won last weekend you know was he like amazing like something you never seen from the guy no he rode like like Chad Reed like we we know him you know it's <coughs> yeah there's a lot of good guys but that's what American Supercross is is a lot of good guys everybody wants to race here and it's always been very deep. All right. Next question. All right. Kiefer. You went over the 15-second time limit, by the way. Yeah, who cares? Did I? Yeah. Kiefer, which pro rider's bike that you've tested had the worst setup? Oh, good question, Moser. What's what, again? What's uh, it wasn't for I was, you. I was reading uh, all the dildos over there. Like, <laughs> tell me to <laughs> shut up. The question was, this, uh, what, what was the worst pro rider bike Kiefer has tested? Uh, Stuart. Yeah. Stuart's setup was always weird for me when I got on it. His setup was always super stiff. So Mine was MC. For the record. Really? Why is that? I rode a lap and a half and I brought it back. I'm like, it was like yeah, your old, stuff was weird. 2000 you, or 2001. No, I'm you like, were, I couldn't ride it. You were weird in your setup from Chad and Timmy when I was at Yamaha. You had a different setup than those guys big time. Yeah, but I can ride anything, you know, but MC's bike was weird, like super stiff. You just said you could ride anything. Super stiff on the front, super low in the back, like really weird. Mm -hmm. Kind of like James, kind of, you know. That's how I like mine, too. You like it stiff? I need a stiff front to keep <laughs> me from getting scared going into loops and then super low in the back because that's so short. And like a, 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 a that's lower... How that's how I like my ladies, frame. super low in the back. So, like a, a foot shorter subframe? A foot. That would have been sweet. I don't know. I mean, we're a few millimeters, but a foot sounds good. <laughs> yeah, foot, sure. Sounds good. All right, Devin, what else? All right, Steve. Please describe how you build the perfect burrito or bowl 
from Chipotle at the Crosslands Motorsports. Oh, they got Build your own buffet. Listen more. You 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 saw it. Um, I saw it. Little bit of steak, some cheese, mild salsa, lettuce, sour cream, and um, tomato. That's a bowl. That's that's a burrito. Oh, okay. Oh, fantastic. Jimmy Albertson's team. It's, it's, it's so big. It needs two tortillas. They've got the they've got the catering <laughs> thing down pat. You prefer a bowl or burrito? Burrito. It's a tortilla sandwich, yeah. not a burrito. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, JT. The yes. BTO fan experience includes a piece of gear. What is the weirdest request you've had? On a separate note, Moser wants to know if you can get him a pair of shorties underwear. Uh, by far the weirdest thing would have been Moser, who his father was a VIP, and Moser just kind of joined along because he thought he could. Uh, and I think I think Corey actually paid for his dad to go, so it's probably part of it. But I think Corey was probably... The weirdest request, and I don't even know what it was. I just have a feeling it was Corey. But honestly, most of the guys that all do it are super cool. And to do it, you're obviously kind of a, a really big fan of the sport um, to want to do anything like that. So everyone's pretty cool, and they realize that <clears throat> there's a race going on, and, and it's obviously a lot of people are under a lot of pressure, so they're all really respectful. So you, it hasn't um, really actually been anything weird like that. Do you have any spots open for a Supercross still? Uh, yeah, a couple here and there, uh, okay. but it's actually getting pretty full, man. Getting um, there. What rounds do you know off the top of your head? What rounds people uh, what rounds I think are like Toronto, Houston. Okay. Toronto and Houston are really the only ones I can think of that, that kind J- of need help on. Jason36 at AOL.com. Email him. 750 bucks gets you on the BTOsports.com team for the day. Yep, I like, you, I like uh, emailing the, the contact form at Pulpamex as well just because it, it forces Steve to email me, and I know he loves it. No, I don't really care about that. Uh, did you just say AOL? Yeah, he's got. He still uses his I AOL. I, I I know. I love this guy right there. I, 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 I know. I know. I, 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 AOL strong, bro. America Online. These colors don't this run. Guy right here. <laughs> yeah, dude. AOL. AOL. Do you remember? You guys remember? Do, do you guys remember traveling with your laptop and having to find the access code for the phone, the dial uh, code, the, the phone number, and you like had to punch it. <laughs> <in the laughs> yeah, yeah. Sucked. I remember it, connecting to an in, the internet, going and the, making and, a sandwich, eating the sandwich, coming back, and still being on like step two. Yeah. What about the interface, like the program? You know, like it was a different program. It wasn't like. No, I don't remember that. The CD, the CD, like AOL eight yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You needed the CD, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. That's like, so funny. Go uh, back to sleep, bro. I'm, I go back to sleep, bro. I'm hosting the show. Hi, Pookie. Pookie. Pookie, Pookie's new favorite rider, Justin Brayton, now. Nice show, 22 hey. and stuff, repping. Hey, Pookie. Hey, she's wasted at the race, down on the podium after the race. Like, wasted. No, no, no. I love getting, getting selfies with Chad and Brayton and yelling to Chad on the podium. Like, Did you flash Chad or what? No. Ooh. Listen more is down there going, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing down here? So, Pookie, we got a, we got a request on Twitter today, and I'm going to ask you, since you wear the pants in the house, um, a gentleman wants us to do a face-off. Again, like how tits versus tits, but gives versus you. You'd kill me. Well, what our di- idea was to have separate questions. You have a question, I have a question. What do you think? Yeah, bring it on. Oh, it's on. It's on like Brayton. <laughs> All right. Do we have any more questions? All right. Let's finish this thing up. X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment. All right. Uh, DV. 
I saw you were denied a loan. How much money do you need, and what is the interest rate what? you will pay, Corey Mosier? You were denied a loan? Yeah, I can't get, I can't get a loan. From who? My bank. To buy a house. <laughs> I'm broke, bud. How does that work? I don't understand. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to move and ask for a loan, but denied. Moser will borrow you the money if he... But I don't want... I can't buy the, you know, house cash, but I don't want to. I make too much money with my... The interest to buy, a, you know, house cash, so... So you don't like but, the house you're in? Yeah, but I want to... I want to live by Nick, actually. Same neighborhood as Nick. Mm. And... Um, MDK team, reunited. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, but I might take a... I don't know. Maybe if you... I don't know if you know, but... You can take a, a line of credit against your investment and get a loan like that. Just come up to the high desert and buy two houses. And you get like a, only a 2%, basically it's like a 2% loan compared to like a 4.5 or whatever. Right. So I need to figure it out. BTS yeah, that Sports was, Realtor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I might not move for a while, I guess. All right. Uh, Kiefer, why or why not will the Enduro Series survive? Enduro Cross, you mean? Yes, sorry. It will survive. I think it's doing good, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, they have their, they have great sponsors. They backed them for another five years. That's what I heard. Um, the racing is, to me, and I love moto and I love Supercross. To me, it's more exciting than watching the Supercross. Because um, the guy will have a lead and he'll lose it. You know, the guy will have a lead eight, seven seconds, and then he'll fall over the rocks, and their guy's leading, and that guy will fall over. So, And uh, the field's not as deep as Supercross. But mm. um, to me, it's fun. Those guys actually, you know, we watch Supercross guys and jump and stuff, but these guys that race Endurocross, man, they have real bike skills, and those guys can uh, go over some amazing things and go fast. And uh, I think it's going to survive. I think it's going to thrive. I think it's going to do good. I think Eric's doing a great job with it. I'd like mm. to see JT in, in Endurocross. Yeah. Your legs would, I would be need, uh, the some, kind of, some kind of pit bike. <laughs> <laughs> you need that foot lower subframe in those rocks, buddy. Yeah. I just want to see you race. I think, I think the the biggest thing that if they could make Endurocross faster, and I know it's not possible with the obstacles, but I think that's the biggest the biggest hurdle is just for your casual fan, it's not fast enough. I think obviously the people that know how difficult it is are, like myself, appreciate it and it's exciting, but I think that's the biggest hurdle is it's just, you know, it, it is a little bit slower with some of the obstacles, but... What about Obviously. watching? The, what about watching the women? That is great. Oh, uh, well, that's that's the whole comedy factor that right, you know. <laughs> I'm actually a huge fan of. Right. Um. All right. What else? <laughs> that has been the X Brand Goggle Tariff segment, uh, sponsored by X Brand EKSBrand dot com. Pulp Show fourteen saves you thirty percent off. Some of the top racers in the world use X Brand. Why don't you? That's my new segment. That's my new drop. Some of the top world's racers in the world use X Brand. Why don't you? All right, let's because uh, they're sponsored by somebody else. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Um, hey, I want to throw you on hold for one second. And your mic's still on. Sorry, guys. Uh, okay. We're so, all thrown on hold, by the way. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, JT, we DV earlier was talking about the track, and then we watched it on um, YouTube, and it's quite a bit different. Than A one two thousand one. I don't know what they were talking about. You, and you and Nick and talk, were talking during track walk about different obstacles, but this race on YouTube, unless it was the wrong race, it's it's really not that close. I don't understand. Uh, I think you guys watched the wrong race. 
It had an over-under. This race had an over-under in it. Was it for sure? I mean, the track was pretty close layout-wise. It's just the obstacles weren't as good. So I'm not sure. what I have no idea what you watched, so. Maybe we didn't watch a good one, but I thought A1 was the one we we saw. I don't know. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm confused more than ever on what track that was. I think I I remember it because I all shot the main and it was like a left 90 on the first turn, and then it was like kind of like a jump on jump off thing, like a elevator that we used to call it, and mm-hmm. then it was like a, a 180 right right away. I don't know. Okay, uh, Jared, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? What's happening? Hey, I was going to see if anybody else noticed that on the Chaparral commercial, they uh, blocked out the X on the goggles. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I didn't know if anybody had called in or not about that. So no, nobody, I, no, I, no, nobody talked about it tonight. Um, but yeah, I saw that. Did you see that Kiefer X brand was in the Chaparral commercial? And, I heard you guys talk about it last week, yeah. and I never noticed it. And then I watched it this week, and I noticed it was all black. Basically, saying if you were. Basically saying if you Big were, drama in the Mathis household last week uh, over that. Yeah. Well, big drama. I mean, it wasn't big drama for me necessarily. I just brought it to light. I brought it to light, man. Did, um, did Rich call those guys on it? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, basically he says if you're wearing X-Brand goggles, people are going to laugh at you. Right. Which is not true. That's bull. What happens when you wear X-Brand goggles is you win. So All the time. Well, you win the first heat race of the year. And really, what better way to make a statement than win the first race of the year? No one's arguing. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kiefer. I appreciate that. You're a good host. Too bad you have, there's too much airflow in the goggle, and that made your, your rider cry. <laughs> oh, is that, on the, that, is, is that, that's, that's a problem. How long till we, we move on from that? Ever? Do we ever move on from that? It's too much, oh, it'll be a while. You know, too much airflow. Yeah. Has yeah. anybody stood up for him yet? What do you mean stood up for him? I like, did. I did stood up for him. Okay. okay. All right. So did if I. It, if I stood up for him, but nobody, but could, nobody noticed. <laughs> thanks thanks jared all right thanks guys all right hey mark yeah. wants to uh call you steve a dumbass because mark who uh i don't know oh. but uh he's mark pellegrino maybe mark stallybrass <laughs> basically basically what happened is uh the over under bridge that you guys were complaining about for the re- retro was a2 not a1 in o1 don't look at me. The French seven-time Supercross champion is the one who pulled it up on YouTube. Maybe I pulled the, the wrong one. Maybe JD's right. I don't know. Maybe that was well, well, Can or you something. work the YouTube or not? No, I'm not like, talking with dildos right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kiefer, so you're friends with the Alessi family. Yeah. Although you've, you're, you're scorned now a little bit by Tony. I think I'm outside of the circle of trust a little bit. I've been in and out of the circle. Mm-hmm. I'm out right now. I could get back in, so don't, don't worry about that. Um, but you, you're, you, Mike is certainly a friend of yours, and he's someone who, who I know, too, works very hard at his craft and uh, tries to be the best he can. You saw nothing wrong with that. Not, to me, yeah, I can see how people might make fun of him and stuff, but I think, on my point of view, it's such, I think that was more of a relief, like tears, like I, I finally did something. I haven't done anything in Supercross for so long, and I was touted to be the next whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a relief. One, he beat Villapoto. Doesn't matter what it was. Heat race, semi, last chance, whatever. He beat Villo. He has the number one plate. That's been his rival for how many years? Um, he rode good. And I think it was just a relief. I'm like, wow, I finally, first race of the year, spotlight. I won a heat race. I beat Villapoto. 
And I think he was just stoked to actually take the checkered flag. And it was a huge relief because I know he puts a ton of pressure on himself. And I'm sure everyone knows he gets a ton of pressure from his family. But the, I know he works hard, and he's a good kid. I think he's grown up a lot since, you know, the early days. And, you know, I think, you know, not everyone agrees with Tony, and I don't all the time either. But you can't deny Mike, and, and I think Danielle helps him out a lot. And I think he's just grown. I think, I mean, I don't mind a guy crying. I think it's kind of cool. It shows emotion. It's not robotic. You mm-hmm. hear the same shit all the time on the on the podium. And it's kind of nice to see something different, no matter what it is. Oh, don't you feel bad now, JT? Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm kidding. Um, what happened to Jeff? Do you think Jeff's in Texas? Okay, but I don't know. I mean, I know what happened to him, but you know, I think he just lost. He's lost. He's lost. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gonna race in Canada this weekend. Oh wow! Or, or next weekend this year. Is he out the whole year for Supercross? Like he can't race, right? No, I don't think he got banned from Supercross. Did he? I thought that was the whole laser thing. Like he can't race. Supercross too? That's what I thought. Hmm. Who? In, anybody? About, uh, Jeff Alessi. Uh, he should. It's one of the one of the guys that needs to do something else than writing. <laughs> Fantastic. That doesn't work for him. It hasn't worked for him. Uh, I think John Knowles would agree with you. <laughs> John Knowles. Yep. The Scott guy. Yep. What does he, he has? A, he has an interesting theory that I will not share at this time. You can't. He's like rated all or something. Did it come again? Is that rated all? No, no. It's just uh, it's his theory. Mathis knows exactly what I'm talking about, and his theory, not mine. So if he feels like he wants to share his theory on racing. I will allow him to do that. <laughs> we need a, we need a pulp show after dark. Hey, d- d- I think we had one last <laughs> week. Did did that happen? Think, did think... that happen when uh, actually Knowles pick up the check at the restaurant? Is that? That kind of discussion? Or? No, no, uh, no, no, no. Um, it's just his general outlook on racing. Um, we had a pulp after dark last week. I know that was awesome. It got it got it got dark. Um, <laughs> let's go to TJ. TJ, what's up? Hey man, I got, I've kind of tweeted this a few times and hadn't got a response on it. But the the simplest answer to y'all's uh, tweeted tit comment deal or, or your section is just have Pookie read it because she was in tits versus tits. I mean, have somebody else pick yeah. the questions, but and never has, read it. And she has tits, too, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, she could slide in there very easy. It's not, it's not bad. Why are you trying to take my glory away, but bro? But Gavin Gibbs is good, no? Yeah, no, it sounds horrible. Okay, all right, well, thank you. How about who gives a shit? That's a good, I like that one. <laughs> uh, what do you think, JT? JT, do you like Gavin Gibbs? Um, I think it, it's passable. Okay. It's, it's a passable. C. Another it's a C. thing, too, um, I'm, the, I'm the guy who won the tickets to the... Um, Oh, what do you call it, the Nuclear Cowboys in Houston? Yeah, yeah. And I took, your, I took your advice. I dropped the dead weight of my kid. I'm going to bring my wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring the wife. Um, did we get you tickets yet? How did we do that? I don't even know. Uh, tell me to wait for a couple of weeks to, before it to send yeah. you an email. Yeah, yeah. Send me an email a couple of weeks before it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Br- yeah. Bring the wife. Forget the kid. Meet up with Mason. Get into an orgy. And, yeah. like... Have a terrific nuclear cowboys experience. Keep her away from the dirt bike riders, bro. Yeah, maybe keep she, her away she's from got Mason. Double D's, so she'll fit in that crowd. I'm pretty sure. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Take, keep her, her here. keep her away from Mason. <laughs> uh, Unless you're into that sort of thing. Right? Uh, no. Right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. Dude, I bring in your no, chick too. No, deny that. Totally. I it. No. Nope. Okay. 
It sounds like things get out of hand. Um, yeah. All right, let's go to the NFAB question of the day. The NFAB question of the day. That's it? That's the yeah. whole intro? Yeah, that's it, man. I feel like it's missing something, Swisscore. Boom. All right, NFAB question of the day. NFAB industry leader in Jeep and truck products, making quality Nerf bars, pre-runners, other off-road accessories. Associate sponsor of the JGR Yamaha team, Justin Brayton, sponsored by NFAB and killing it right now. N-Fab.com. Hey, don't forget, Thursdays at noon, the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Uh, myself and Jason Thomas is often, is often on there. Jason Wygant's on there. So look ahead to uh, that weekend's race. Go to pulpamex.com. Noon on Thursdays. If you like tits instead of Devin, you can get your full of t- your fill of tits over there on Thursdays. He's he's hosting it still, so or producing it. So check it out. Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show presented by NFab. This is the question of the day. N-Fab.com, by the way. Chad Reed, Kiefer, how many more wins does Chad Reed get this year? Why, why, no well, one's going to kill you if you... If you here's why I was so, so surprised at Anaheim. He didn't do good in Phoenix, right? Right. Or whatever, 8th, yeah. ninth. I don't know what he got. 10th, I think. 10th, okay. 9th. 9th, that's what I said. And shocked me. So, after what I saw, you know, Saturday night, three more. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy shitballs. Okay, all right. The reason why I say that, because the way he passed guys and won... I mean, straight up, there's no denying anything about that race. He he was faster than everyone. He's going to win four races this year. Four total. DV, how many more race wins does Chad Reed have? Uh, tough to say. I wouldn't say anything. No, you have to. Question mark. No, it's I don't question know. Is, is he going to ride like Phoenix or is he going to ride like... Well, uh, we don't high. know, but this is... That's the thing. Who's going to show up? Thanks, DV. You know, that's the thing. You know, like, it's tough to say. Like, seeing, like, this weekend, he might win five. You know, like, if he, like, Phoenix, what did you get in Phoenix? Great radio, bro. What ninth. did you get in Phoenix? Ninth. Ninth. We just went over this. So you went, you went to, from nine to one, and you don't. Three, nine, one so far to start the year. Yeah. So it's tough to say. Deep field, bro. It's, you, you don't know. J- With, JT? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say three total. So two more. Yeah. With with Reed third in the points, does he have a legitimate shot of winning this championship? This it's year? too early. That's what DV was saying earlier. He's getting very upset. three, bro. Come on. Let's let's see what a. What round do you decide who can yeah. win? Then what round do you decide? What round? Vegas. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Seriously, you have to wait until East Coast, like a few East Coast. Jerry uh, doesn't start till Daytona. That's what I heard. Uh, yeah, you got a point. What round is Daytona? Started for DV in O two at Daytona. It's March eight. That's what, what the goat says. So it's round eight. Eleven. Eleven. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Eleven. Twelve. Uh, I think Chad Reed ends up with two more wins for a total of three. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I agree. Thanks. I might be right. I might be wrong also. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, that's and, the NFAB question. And of the do day. you think uh, Bubba's going to have more wins than Stewie than uh, Reed? I'm going to say no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. So who's gonna win the rest? How many rounds is your supercross season, <laughs> Steve? Thirty. It's thirty. Okay. Yeah, my supercrosses are thirty. You know, Grant. I, you know, I was th- I was thinking about something. What? It's weird, but. <laughs> 
Shocker from you. Yes. <laughs> Shocking. JT, DV's got a weird thought. Why not having like 30 races? Are you sitting down? 30, 30 oh, Supercross yeah. races instead of 17 and ride on, on Wednesday. Ride two times on the same building. They keep the, the tracks anyway for Monster Truck or whatever. You do too. In the middle of the week, the people like you start at 7. They go see basketball games. They, they go see baseball games. People get hurt. They ride every day. Every day. They ride Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right I'm, I'm right. not sure if you saw the attendance this weekend, but there was not very many people there. Second that, round, that's, that's, that's the biggest problem, I think. Yeah, he yeah, just wouldn't draw. You know, you don't think so? I don't think so. Not well, I know there was, it looked it looked pretty bad this weekend. I don't know what the numbers were, but it, it was, was noticeably. Why, yeah, but why it sold out. It? I think tickets sold out, but people buy them, but they don't show up. I think it sold uh, out. Yeah, I don't know. You go and Ticketmaster. Sold, sold, sold out is such a a misleading term because uh, I, there are a lot of ways around it. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, but if you go to Ticketmaster, there's no more tickets. Um, People will buy them. Just go to the parking lot. You can get a lot. There, there was – Feld said, of course, there was 40,000 there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of open seats. Yeah. There, it was surprising for an Anaheim 2. Now, Anaheim 3 is light on attendance, but 2 – it's expensive. I wanted to Kiefer, go. Kiefer wouldn't know because he only goes for practice and he goes home. I wanted to go. No, you said Kiefer. I'm DV. No, I said. But I, I, I show up, do my duties, and I bail and I go watch it on TV. Oh, that's what you, that DV did that too. Yeah, look, I did high, that in A1. Right. They're yeah, now high fiving awesome. each other. It's, it's awesome, right? I like watching the day quali- the day stuff, and then I go home and watch night. Yeah, you're awesome. So I don't deal with the people. <laughs> yeah, I don't have you're to awesome. deal with all the crap. He's, this, I love this guy right there. <laughs> he does run a big board, but I love still. This guy yeah. Right here. yeah. That's what I did at A1. I was over it. I was practice. It's very strange to me. Yeah. That's very strange. JT, maybe we I should got, try I got a boner watching uh, Baba, and then I went home. <laughs> Were you wearing sweatpants? No. Okay. I had jeans on, and oh. then I got pulled over because I was on the phone, just like maybe 30 feet after the parking lot. Nice. Ticket? Yeah, a ticket. That was awesome. Did you tell him who you were? Yeah, he doesn't know. Um, you tell him about that stadium that you helped build? Oh, wait, that was MC. Um, what, what I was saying? I was saying something. Uh, you were saying having two rounds at every weekend. We, no, we, we like, just move on from that. Yeah, people Did you say on. you got a boner? Yeah. Watching your bubble? Yeah. Oh, okay. I get a boner every time I watch it. Well, why do you Why do you get a boner? Because he's in his gear? It's or? so good. Oh, he's watching Ryan. Okay. Yeah. It is good to rush A1. Around. A1. A1 was kind of like. Text, I would say text, mine's a text. semi, not a full bone. Uh, he was like textbook uh, writing in. Uh, things are getting seriously. weird here on the show. I got like, a, Maybe things are, one things of the best. Getting creepy. The, the best I've seen in ride, A1. Seriously. Oh, come on. I got a, I got a semi. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Come he on. He was like so like in control, mat, uh, mature in his writing, great lines, smooth. Awesome. I thought it was great. Oh, that's, Sorry. Okay. I got a, I got a semi-boner watching Stewart at practice, but I got a full rager when I saw Barsha's retro bike. Oh, well, now you're weird, buddy. Um, uh, okay. Meat fest up in here. We got to move on. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, yeah. We Cheap smokes at the board. Okay. Uh, hey, let's take our last commercial break of the night here on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Come back with race tech emails and uh, come back wrapping it up a little bit. We have uh, voicemails as well coming up. Darren Durham's been on, Mitch Payton's been on, Justin Brayton's been on, uh, David Villeman, Chris Kiefer, all in studio. JT, thanks for your contributions tonight. We'll let you go here at this point. All right, guys. I, I know what I wanted to say. What? I wanted to okay. talk about. Oh, boy. Wa- oh, boy. 
I was in Orange County. I went hiking, and I wanted to go to see the race. And I didn't want to ask for tickets. I hate asking for stuff, gear, tickets, or whatever. So I said, I'll go to on StubHub, and I wanted like 300 uh, sitting because you have in-seats uh, like service and yeah. stuff. It was like 150 bucks a ticket on StubHub. Wow. And it was just a little cheaper, maybe like 125 on Ticketmaster for like a Supercross race. I thought it was like super expensive, right? Yeah, that does seem high. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, like you know the 300 levels, yeah. like the club sitting yeah, yeah, or whatever. Club sitting, yeah. That's where like I go like when I go see the Angels, you know, whatever. Right. And it's maybe three times the price of Angel tickets, or two times at least. You know, it's crazy. You can't get tickets. You're David Villeman. I can, but I hate. I know everybody asks for tickets. If it's seven, if you got 750, you can go on this VIP program that JT runs. <laughs> you can be a member of the team for a day. Oh yeah. The knot hole club, bro. Yeah, so, you know. You ever I been in the Knot Hole Club? No, not that special. I, had a, I asked for a ticket. I was by myself in Airline. I got a ticket with a, a sticker on it. Yeah. And then that's it. It took me 20 minutes to get in the stadium because I had to go with everybody, you know. Did you get frisked? What does that mean? Like, pat it down? No, not really. So, yeah, I don't like to ask for stuff, so might as well just buy it and just enjoy the show, I guess. So I have yeah. a seat because if you get. Tickets from those guys, then you're in a rider sitting, and then you have to kill somebody to get a seat. Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Well, I, I don't know about that. Or if not, you have to, to, to bring a blanket and put your blanket on two seats and stuff. Right, to save right, them, right. You know? Okay. What they do. So. JT, thanks, bud. Appreciate it. All right, guys. See you. See you. All right, let's take our third and final commercial break of the night. Kiefer, um, are you going to split? or what? I'm going to hang for a little bit. You're going to hang for a little bit? Yep. Okay. You gotta drive home back. You gotta drive home tonight. So. If I fall asleep, it's your fault. No worries. Oh, great. Are Thanks. you driving tonight? Fantastic. I'm going home, yeah. Yeah, I always do that, but I don't know if I'm doing tonight. I have a room tonight. Let's but. discuss this over a commercial break, shall we? All right, let's go, everybody. Thanks for listening. The Pope MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pope MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. 
from Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility. Or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement. Or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length. Or maybe it's because they are available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. And uh, one of our sponsors, Race Tech, is on board with us, and we're pumped to have them. Did you know that I was a mechanic for a long, long time? You did? Have I talked about it? Summer cross? Mount Morris 2000? Anyways, don't do what I did, which was becoming a mechanic and not knowing anything and trying to learn. No, no, no. Our friends at Racetech have made it easy for you to step right into the field of being a professional mechanic, a professional suspension tuner, anything you want. There's more and more teams all the time in the pits. And they need people like that. They don't need people like me back in the day. They need people like you that take a race tech class taught by Paul Feed himself. If you're a dad or a do-it-yourself or looking for your knowledge to be your own suspension tuner, this is perfect. It's taught by Paul Feed. 30 years of experience in suspension tuning. He'll show you the black art of suspension. Don't listen to me. Listen to Paul Feed. He's got these seminars. He's been doing them for a long, long time. And if you listen to... My podcast I did with him on Racer X. Check the archive. You can hear it for yourself. Paul's a smart guy. And his classes, his seminars will help you become a much smarter person and therefore be able to get a better job than the one I had where I was on the floor 
of a box fan for years and years. So please check them out. Their classes each spring and fall at Racetech headquarters in Corona, California. Log on to Racetech.com or give them a call at 951-279-6655. Get smart. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on trust WUSA, because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom-made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deegan, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? Yeah! It's time to check out the moto company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the moto company. Motocompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. 
All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Show presented by VTOSports.com. Kiefer, that's your choice. People in the chat room not happy. Boy band, teenage dirtbag music. <laughs> Nobody seems to like it. I think it's awesome. All right, welcome back, everybody. VTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Acherbies. FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew. Hey, go to MafiaMotoCrew.com, type in Pulp Crew, get 20% off. That's right, Nick Way's own clothing line. And the Moto Company is giving away a Racer X subscription free. So check out TheMotoCompany.com to the end of this month to get some core moto shirts. And of course, Optrix. And Devin, tell us about Optrix. Please tell us about Optrix. I've been dying to know about Optrix. Optrix is amazing. I've had my case for about two weeks now. I've dropped my phone a total about six times. No issues. I also just got the 165-degree lens in. Um, that lens is badass. For anybody who has the Optrix case already, if you like the fisheye, you're going to like this even better. 
It's a little bit clearer. It's a little bit crisper. Who picks these questions? Tits. Um, if you want to get a sweet discount, just type in Pulpamex for uh, 15% off on any Optrix uh, stuff. It's badass, everybody. All right. Yeah, Optrix on board with us. Uh, and Devin's a big fan of it, just like the guy that used to sit in that chair. Both big fans of it. Um, maybe you can bang, bang on the table a bit more. <laughs> what are you doing? Better? God. Guy and his sound quality. Hey, buddy! Hey, did you get your bike up and running, going with Race Tech yet? Are we are we working yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up. It's running. It's running better than ever. That front end is perfect. I put it wherever I want now. Loving it. Race Tech World. Where is he from? Where from are here. You from? I'm from here. From Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Yeah, tell me about it, dude. I'm hating life over here with this dirt that we have. Kiefer, you tested much with Race Tech? Yeah. Good stuff? Yeah. Yeah, good luck with it? Gold valves are not bad. No, bro. They've come a long way, actually. Oh, bro, you're telling me. Leave, freeze, blows. Cody Gilmore. By the way, Cody Gilmore broke his collarbone. Get well, uh, Cody. Bummer. He is the winner of the $500 money, though, from the Pulp Max poll. What? Schmidt should have got it. It was a vote. Gilmore won. The, the, the entry list has been thin. You guys been noticing that? Hmm. 48 riders, 250 class. I don't know how many in the 450, but. No, I never looked. Yeah. I think it's thinner than yeah, usual. But, yeah, but, you know. It's thin, but you know, at some point, you know, how many good guys can make the show, or whatever. I know, but it used to be eighty, ninety dudes per class show up. So Try. is it thin or is it deep? What's going on? Blame Obama, bro. It's both. I guess. Race Tech's gold valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction control, and consistency. Race Tech's high performance springs are high performance because they are extremely lightweight for their rates. Tested, developed, and proven by the world's fastest privateers like Kiefer. Join the Race Tech team by applying for rider support at racetech.com. And again, some of the best privateers out there are using Race Tech. Please, people, I beg you, at least get your oil change and your suspension by Race Tech. Or get some springs to suit your weight and slash speed. It'll make riding a whole lot better. And if nothing else, can you please, please adjust your sag? That's it. Please. When I, when I was racing, Paul Thede had this little Race Tech book that you take to the races yeah. and you write down your goals and everything and I used to have one of those. Yeah, I had one too. Uh, oh, and you write down your yeah. faults that you had for that day. And no, then you, no, yeah. What was it called though? Yeah, it I forgot. Na- like, the name. It wasn't the Bible or anything, wasn't that? No, no, no. I don't know what it was called. What? I wasn't wasted. Tell everybody. Her blood alcohol level is point zero seven. Cookie wants everybody to know she was not wasted. She was feeling good. Even if she was, who cares? No, I, I don't care. Yeah, whatever. She, the best line of the night was we got in the truck to drive home. She's like, you want me to drive? <laughs> I'm like, me and Lismore literally, literally burst out laughing, both of us at the same time. All right, here's the best emails we got. Um, uh, are they going to talk? They have headsets on. Are they going to talk tonight? Or? Um, Nick can talk if he wanted to. I, he just has a, uh, headphones. Oh, he's only listening? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, Brad sent this email in. Hey, Steve, during the broadcast, they mentioned that Dungy's dad said the whoops gave Ryan trouble. Is this a weakness on the KTM bike? Anything to the steel frame? Or is it just the fact that Ryan's bike is not set up for the best, is the setup the best for him? Or even that Ryan struggles in the whoops more than other riders? What do you think of the There's no doubt. Dungy's KTM, they switched. Did you notice, by the way, RG3 no longer working with the team on that level that he used to? Now he's helping out Bubba. And he's still doing some white power stuff and their WP stuff. Um, but um, so they're kind of doing more in the stuff in house. But it doesn't matter. Dungy's bike still just doesn't look that good in the whoops. Is it Ryan? Is it his bike? 
I don't know. Does he run an air shock Tire or no pressure? air shock? No, no air shock. No air shock. Tire pressure? Sand tire? Starting device? I don't think uh, the rider has to do a, has something to do with the whoops. I think mm-hmm. bike setup. You know, like I don't think it's my big board KTM worked great in the whoops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So pulled you right also yeah. Jessica Paris on the bike when I was like with my shorts and my tennis shoes. Yeah, they were good in the whoops. Too. You were good in the whoops, anyways, DB. But but yeah, what do you think? What do you, uh, yeah? What do you think? I think it's more confidence, commitment. Um, but was he bad? That bad in the whoops? I didn't even notice it. Uh, well, he was running good all the way until yeah. he crashed, right? Yeah. He's what did he do? He lost the front. In Phoenix, right? he wasn't very good. Yeah, they were like a little uh, sketchy because that roller before. Yeah, you, know, you had to yeah, kind of like let like, up, get down, make sure yeah. you got to drive. Yeah, that was kind of technical right there. And uh, but the Yamaha in Phoenix was awesome. Here's a tire question. Maybe Kiefer can answer this because I don't really know like tire numbers anymore. Maybe DB can. Good. Corey said this in. Hey, guys, I have a question about tires. That's what I just said. Mm-hmm. So Dunlop makes various tires for different types of terrain, and they market these tires to us consumers. They have the MX-51 for intermediate, MX-31 for loam sand. Okay, so now we, know, now we start finding out that all these top riders are running a tire that Dunlop markets for sandy loam terrain. MX-31, MX-32. What we talked about, this is what we touched on earlier. We also find out that RV runs the exact same tire in the Nationals and Supercross. What? I don't understand. You can't even find an MX-31 tire in most local bike shops. Dunlop pushes the MX-51 hard for everyone. But these top guys are running the MX-31. What's the deal? I don't know why you can't find it. Uh, MX-31, you can go. I've been to shops and they have them. And, Is uh, the MX-31 the 762, what they call it, or 772? I don't know the Because they, they don't call it MX-31. Nobody uses MX-51. It's like well, M- there's, I do. There's MX-71, which is a hard. MX-51, intermediate. MX-31 is soft. Yeah, but they, they don't call it MX-31. They call they used to have it where there was 762 um, and the 772. They look really similar. Only like the intermediate nub on the 72 is a little... Th- um, You're talking about the 756? No, oh. 762 and oh. 772. That's what they use. But uh, those, obviously, they don't sell. Uh, 772 is just a little different. Just the intermediate knob is uh, a little fatter for the side. But that's it. Okay. So this guy, I mean, we touched a lot on this, what this guy wanted to know before. Um, Okay, one lug Larry. I've been a fan of Chad Reed since his first year here on Yamaha Troy, and I've always liked the way he doesn't hide the fact that losing sucks. I was so excited to watch that win that I almost cried like Michael Lessie. I am always... Are you mad, Kiefer? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm always amazed at how the guy just never gives up and believes in himself. I don't believe in jumping bandwagons like Pookie. And I'm sure people, a bunch of people will jump for a week or two. But, but someday I hope to put a replica Chad Reed item up in my shop alongside my Bradshaw replica showy helmet. I had to quit going to the Indy Supercross a few years ago due to cutbacks at my job. Uh, but for our anniversary this year, my wife and I are going to the Indy race and getting pit passes, and I hope to meet Chad. Also, tell me he didn't remind you of Rossi after that win, the way he was kneeling down by his bike. JT will know what I mean by the Rossi reference. Big fan of Chad Reed. One, one lug, Larry. I think he also knows, too. He's, what he's, about the Rossi reference? I don't, I don't... I'm not a big road guy, so I don't know too much. Yeah, I don't know too much either. Okay. Um, this message is from... 
Bryce. Uh, hey, Steve. My name is Bryce. I'm 22. Huge fan of the show. Uh, seven years ago, I broke my jaw from a wicked crash. After taking the last seven years off, I have picked up riding bikes again. I bought a clean 04 CR250. Started racing B-Class in some cross-country woods. Uh, he placed 16th out of the 22nd at his first race, and he's slowly working at speed up. Nice. Okay. Uh, so now that you have a fix on how slow I am, I'm wanting to pick your brain. What would you suggest for redoing the forks on my old bike? If I was not a poor student struggling to split split cash between tuition and races, I would have sent my suspension off the race that can be done with it. So I'm looking to possibly do it myself. I am by no means a true mechanic, but I do have some wrenching skill in the garage. I've, I've never taken the, the forks apart, but I would be keen to try. 04 CR250 twin chambers? Right? Yeah. Mm, no? I don't think so. 04? Yeah. All twin right. chambers. All right, go with it then. You can't take twin chambers apart if you're just some dude in the garage. I wouldn't know what to do. You, you need the holder thing on the bottom. You need the, the different the flathead screwdriver, or wrench, I mean. You're the mechanic. Damn straight I am. DV's talking to dildos. Not really. I'm the mechanic. Not really. If you're the mechanic, set my stuff up. I could set your stuff up and, and get you three to four seconds a lap. Dude, let's do it. Uh, I've set the sag on the bike. That's good, Bryce. you got to set the sag. How many buddies do you have that don't set sags? What are you, what are you morons bike. doing? What, what, um, what do you uh, recommend for, sag? For what bike? Whatever bike. What's the average? What's the well, no, everybody's happy different. medium? 102 is happy medium, but, I mean, a Honda's 105, a Suzuki's 102, KTM's like different it's all different it's like 115 so every, every bike's different but i mean also too there's a sag measurement for your preference too like sometimes i'll run mine at 107 on a honda just to get a little lower a little more stable because the honda's kind of twitchy so okay so this guy says he's been adjusting the clickers from stock the best he can manage he's changed out the old oil and started changing oil levels up and down also slightly but they end up blowing through the stroke and get harsh and chattery at speed at 170 pounds, I race mostly cross-country. That's the guy's problem. He's 170 with a CR250. He needs heavier springs. Right? Yeah, 04 for sure, yeah. Right? And he, and he hopes that Tits 2.0 works out great for the Pulp Show. That is now Gavin. Devin. Now Did you just call me? Gavin Gibbs. I All said right. that. I thought you called me Gavin. What's this no. guy's name again? Bryce. Bryce, make sure you bleed your forks, dude. Some people don't do that. No. Blows my mind. You gotta go to Race Tech. Maybe Race Tech will step up and help this. Uh, That's for your out. birthday present. Yeah, just get the oil change. Who knows when the owner from previously ever got anything changed? Yeah, you don't know. You don't, how you don't even know. Big of a difference it is just to change your oil and your bushings and your seals. Yeah. Do you bleed your forks on the stand? Of course. Yes. Did you ever bleed your forks like pushing on them? Never. Why have you done that? That's TV's only way he does it. All it oh, oh, that's the only way. So you bleed it. it with the fork compressed? Yeah, I compressed to, to it. Get pressure to push all the air out. I've heard that too, but someone. But I've always was taught the other way. They don't ever do that because after you, when it comes back out, you're letting air back in. When it's when you're coming back up, doesn't it let air back in? I guess no, you, but I, I you don't. I kind of I I, I I push on it. I open the bleed and I close it. That seems like more work. It's like close. negative pressure, basically. Yeah. Okay. 2000, 2002, you know. Indy 2002, hey, bro. He was winning Supercrosses, Kiefer. What were you doing? Yeah, doing that, that's for sure. Yeah, you had big boars. I was getting called out in the stands. Uh, <laughs> big boar. <laughs> big uh, here's a last email in the Race Tech email uh, segment. Just to let you know, I called the 450 race results before I saw it. 
Jason watched Saturday night, and I went to bed. Got up on Sunday and waited for him to get get up because I told him I thought I would watch it with him. He said he watched it, and it was pretty exciting, so he asked me what my prediction was. I told him after thinking about it, Reed, Stewart, and Brayton. Pretty good, eh? Anyways, I owe Coles $25. Would you play? please pay that for me? Debbie Mathis. Wow. So my mom correct, correctly predicted Reed and Stewart. Did your mom actually put A in there? Yep. Oh, cool. Yep, pretty good A. Oh, nice. Question mark. Canadian. Yep. All right, Debbie, good job. Um, glad uh, to hear. Chris, Chris from 100% at the top three in a different order. The top three guys in a different order. Four for these or two, four for these or two for these? Four fifties. Hmm. That's pretty good. And you, you said like Cooper was going to get on the podium. I did. That was sick. I got lucky a little bit with that, but... I what? just saw him. He was on it. Why you got? You got well, because third, he was right? like, yeah, he, he got third in. I'm getting second with yeah. Anderson's penalty, but he was only like fourth or fifth fastest, sixth fastest. So, but he looked fast when I was watching. That's why I was like, he's gonna get on the podium. So you actually can notice that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it's called being super smart, DV, and being in the stands. Sick. <laughs> that has been the Race Tech email segment, racetech.com. Uh, go there for all your needs for suspension uh, since 1984. I've been around killing it with suspension. Um, new segment on the show. Let's try it now. It's, uh, it's a little late, maybe. Maybe not. It's uh, called Cold, Call- Cold Calling Kenny. That's awesome. Yeah, let's try it. Let's see what happens. Uh, I got it here, Devin. I'm going I'm to handle that. I love this guy right here. Let's see if he... Last week, we did not have success. We had some luck the first week, though. We're sorry. Your call cannot be confirmed. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Lame. Somebody really small could figure out his phone number out just with the tone. I know. I should be turning it down, but. We're sorry. Your call cannot wow, be completed did he get, at this did time. He, did he, he blocks your shit. Your <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? You got a bro now. He's dumped his phone. Maybe he got a new number. Hold on oh, a second. This oh. cold calling Kenny isn't going to work out too well if this is. Or maybe he did not um, pay his bill or something. No, that's that's it. He's yeah. in he's in SoCal now. He's getting way too cool. He's still in Southern Cal, right? He didn't yeah. come back, right? Yeah, no, he's still there. We're sorry. You're okay. Well, wow, something's up because that's his number. Bitching segment. So he doesn't have his. That's it. That's folks. That's ladies cold. and gentlemen. That's been cold calling Kenny this week. Fantastic. I love it. We're hopefully we're two weeks it. strong. So I guess we have time for that segment. Yeah, yeah, we have lots of time for that. We'll see if uh if that works out again. Uh Devin, who's on four? I don't know. I was trying to figure that out. It's Kenny. Okay, well I just hung up on the guy. Good. Um What else? What else we gotta do? Oh, D V you wanna talk about something. Yeah, D V, what do you want to talk about real quick? You're angry and you're not gonna take you're you're not no, gonna I'm take not it angry. Anymore. I'm I'm kinda So I'm being a fan. Yeah, you are. You're a fan I'm of I'm on the couch. I'm watching TV. Yes. And I watch basketball. You know, like I watch soccer. I watch um, all kind of sports. Now you like hockey a little bit? Yeah, kind of. And um, I don't really get – I don't learn anything new. I don't get I, – I need more from the commentaries on TV from those three guys. You know, it seems like they're telling you what's happening on screen, you know, like – but we don't have – facts or um you know uh, stats and i need i need to get more stuff you know like especially with people we don't really know or you know you're singing to the choir bro if you listen uh, to the racer x podcast show with wygant and thomas and me 
I don't understand. I can watch a football game, and Troy Aikman can tell me the four-string offensive lineman, where school he went to, what he's good at, what he's bad at, why he's in the game, how he got how he got acquired for that team. Our guys, there are gaps of silences, just gaps. Where they're just like, I mean, look. Uh, I'm overall the green Kawasaki Red Honda. I mean, uh, whatever. I don't understand, um, like, how does – and I like Fro. I don't understand. How does he not know, like, Lossing Bopping is from New Zealand or Australia, one of those two countries? Dean Ferris. I, Dean Ferris says he's from Murrieta. I They might have called him from Murrieta. I don't know. Like, yeah, what, I know Irvin, what has he done? Like, tell me, where is he from? What is well, that's what he, I what mean. he race? Like, right. He won a GP. He was the best performer at Motocross Nation on the 250F. What, you know. I know. We need, we need more stuff, you know. Like, I know. I know. I know. So who's our replacement then, if we can get it's, one? You know I, what the, I think it's not a replacement. Is I think maybe... If those dig, go- dig deeper on the stuff. Like they talk about Weston Pike a lot, but you know, well, talk about where he, you know. Tell him how did he get that ride? What's going on behind it? Yeah, um, you know, blah blah blah. Like, and if those guys don't want to do it, they should have a guy feeding them notes. What Wygant did for the X Games, you know, he's basically feeding guys notes about facts and trivia that he did homework on. You know, if Emig and Carmichael don't want to go back there and find a uh, who's the dude? Uh, is it Cole Martinez? Yeah, well, is, he's is a 250F it, guy. Yeah, but is it Cole? Is that the first name? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're right. That guy. He's yeah. an early season story. What's his deal? What's I want to know more about him. You know? All right. I agree. He's like, like, same thing with Schmidt, well, too. Yeah, Schmidt. Nick Schmidt. Go find him. Right. The, go educate the, 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 the viewer. And they don't do that. They just don't want to do that. And you don't want to – you keep blocking the GoPro camera. with your. You've done that for hours now. Sorry, bro. Is that really important? Is that like something that's vital? Yeah, we're gonna put this on a show pro on our site. Yeah. Okay, so is that is that all you is that all you're mad about? You want to? I'm not mad about it. I just bit. want more facts. You know, I wanna I wanna learn something. I don't really know like some of the guys, especially 250F guys. So I want to know where they come from, what they do, and and sometimes there's a guy like in the LCQ running second. Right. Right. It takes them like two minutes to figure out where it is because they don't have the sheet or something. Back in the day, that was Kiefer. That was me, dude. Literally, I led for four laps. In my heat race, and it took them a lap and a half to even figure out who I was. Yeah, that's it. Sucks. It sucks. <laughs> this sucks, Keeper. <laughs> Sounds like you need therapy, though. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, and, and I think oh. like Wygan oh. is actually, you know, he knows so much stuff. You yeah, know, he does. like it's insane. And Pay attention to how many times he throws it to Emig, and then like, and maybe the worst thing, dude. I wa- I was uh, at home, and then. I see something on Twitter. Hey, there's the practice live or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I go on on the on the live feed or whatever. Dude, I was like, I can't take it anymore. Like I watched it like two minutes, mm-hmm. and that guy like talking to Hannah, like how great he was, and and for like ten minutes. And I had the basketball game, the Clippers game on, and with the practice on too. I was watching both at the same time. So the Clippers game was on mute, and I was. Watching that, I'm like, dude, I can't do it anymore. So, I muted the Supercross and listened to the <laughs> the basketball game and just watched the the, uh, the uh, Kevin Barnett, the regular guy. He uh, he um, wasn't out. He was out. He's out for his number of races. So they brought in Herb Braun's kid. So, I wish I made that up. I didn't. <laughs> um, Until you know, bro. All right. What, what about Irv? What does he have on those guys? How can you? 
Does he have like naked pictures of? He probably know, has a photo of Todd Gendro with a mound of cocaine and some hookers, <laughs> and he just sends it to him like every December, like, "Hey, just to let you know, still have this. I got it. Still got it. I mean, look, it's it's a hard job to sit there and talk for ten hours or whatever Irv does. It's not easy. You're gonna make mistakes, but he makes way too many. I'll tell to be you acceptable. what. I'll tell you what. What? That's what he says all day. Oh yeah. I'll tell you what. Is there still a Twitter account shit Irv says? Or yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know who that is. I thought it was Albertson. He denied it. but might be JT. Nah, I think I would know. Yeah, you would. Um, Pookie. But you, but you wouldn't say, bro. No, I would say. Pookie. Um, how was your Anaheim, yeah, too? Yeah, hello, hello. How was your Anaheim, too? Epic. So you met some new girls. So what did you, you drink? You met some girlfriends. You started drinking. Well, they're new girls. Do you, do you guys have a threesome or something? Are we talking about Ooh, that? Me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you meant her and her and her new friends. No, no, you, her, and somebody else. No, all I know is that Pookie usually sits with me, and uh, then, but because Denny Hartway won't let her in the press box at the Anaheim races, she was uh, being a rebel, and she was out with weird, strange girls drinking in the stands. Awesome. You got to do what you got to do, and you can't go in the press box. You got to find somewhere else to hang out. And then you went down on the floor, and you took selfies, and you're yelling at Chad on the podium. Mm-hmm. What what did you, you drink? see? What a great night she had. <laughs> what did you drink? Uh, you know, uh, somebody, one of my friends who came late to the race, bought me a bottle of Absolute Vodka. Oh, better than oh, paying for the twelve dollar beer. You can, and I shared it with all my new friends. You can buy one, or <laughs> she got it in. So the, the bottle of vodka. Oh, no, yeah. I brought. I bought it there. Yeah right. <laughs> um, who'd you get selfies with? MC, Chad, two with Brayton. I have a lot with Brayton. <laughs> Danny like took it? a bunch of us down there. You like him? Weege. Yeah, I like Brayton. That's my new guy. That's our, that's our guy. Is that's he a, better looking Reed is our person? guy. Uh, yeah, dude, tell me Shin about Shin oh, yeah. is our guy. Wilson was our guy for a while. Nick Way is our guy. <laughs> Nick Way is our guy. <laughs> Polygamist. Dude, I can't keep it straight. She's she should move to Utah. Fan. She moved to Let's Utah with tits. <laughs> you need to play FMK He won't be one of my guys. Why not? No. He has a sexy voice. No, he He's got his best voice in radio. So, mm-hmm. you had fun? Yeah, I had fun. Considering I almost didn't go, I was going to stay home. So, I'm I, I liked glad her, uh, at the end that I went. Or column or something. Like, that was actually pretty cool. It was good. Cool. Oh. Yeah. Rating on a scale of 1 to 15. Yeah. yeah. Are you, are you uh, going to do it again? Uh-huh. Cool. I'll, oh, you are? I'll read it. Well, I mean, I didn't get us in the press box, so I didn't pook serve that much. But I pook served some stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. And you were pook served down to the podium. Yeah. My credential lets me down there, though, so it was legit. But, I mean, I, I did start having a panic attack. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we got to go now. Her, her highlight of her night was Chad was on the podium with his whole team, and she yelled out, yeah, Chad. And he yelled back, yeah, Pookie. Yeah, and she, awesome. she died. Uh, she died. It must that's be all ni- it takes. It, it must be nice to have a credential. <laughs> TV's it got is. a ticket with a sticker. And they're like, get out of here, loser. <laughs> You're like, but I, I've won here before. Did you ever win at home? Yeah, yeah, I've won in this state. Yeah, whatever, bud. Sure, tell it to the tell your story. Yeah, tell your in. story, bud. Wait, a- line A one two thousand two, bro. Uh, you know what? I'm 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 texting Prater tomorrow. I'm gonna get you a credential. No, no yes, I am. Don't I don't want to. I'm gonna I get you a credential. I don't, don't want to be that guy. He won't. No. Even, he's not there long enough to even use one. I'm. Yeah, I'm he's sure. A, he's I'm, in the Kiefer program. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm sure I can. Um, I'm sure I can get one. But like I said, I don't like to ask for stuff. I know they got like. Hundreds of email asking for tickets. Dude, um, you're David Villeman. Give yourself some credit. I don't want to give you any credit, but give yourself some credit. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. He's the humble you're trying to be. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. 
So you want to say something, though, Pookie? You want to? <coughs> well, I wanted to say something. Yes. I just I don't want people to think that I was a drunk mess down on the podium because okay. I would not do that, and I did not do that. I was okay. fine. Don't so get my, don't get emotional. My okay. term my term of wasted, perhaps. <laughs> it's a little harsh. A little harsh. A little okay. overboard. You wouldn't know because you were in the press box. I was not. Listen more. Wasted or not? See, no. He says yes. No, he's got my back. He doesn't want to sleep in the garage. Right, no. good point. Yeah, <laughs> listen more smarter than that. Yeah, he knows. He knows. He knows not to say anything. All right, well, you're no, going you're gonna to pookserve uh, San Diego. Yep. All right. No Auckland? No Auckland. Okay. Yeah, stay home. Are you staying here? <laughs> S- surprisingly, surprisingly, Kevin Windham and RC are also missing Oakland. I don't know why. It's so strange. I'm going to come to Vegas next weekend. If Pookie's Supercross party oh. at the Lions Den. Pookie's <laughs> <laughs> alone. Wow. Oh. I'm going to Vegas. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm yes. too. You know, he's French. He's won yeah. some races. I don't know. That's all it takes. See what happens. Right. Thanks, Pook. Okay. Bye. Bye. Go, go Justin. <laughs> What about Chad Reed? Yeah, Chad's my guy. Chad's my 450 guy, my number one 450 guy. And but you say Brayton, he rides what? 250? And then Nick, and then Brayton. <laughs> but you have a 22 shot on. Yeah, well, Chad's my number one guy. He won. How come we can't play FMK with Pookie? That'd be a good segment. What's FMK? We tried it once. We oh, did, you did? Yeah, she got mad. Oh, but yeah. I don't want to K anybody. Yeah, she got mad. Uh, we need to people make say. something else up besides what does that. What does that mean? F is F. Yeah. F, Mary, Mary kill. kill. They give you three people, and you uh, have to F one, marry one, and kill one. We uh, we actually got a uh, Twitter uh, tweet uh, tweet in today uh, for uh, FMK for Dave, for David. Oh, let's do it for who? Is DV? it girls? Yeah. All right, let's hold do on, it. Hold on, no, let me find let's do it for Lissamore and do it with photographers. Okay, Stone man, yeah. cut be brown dog, go. No, Cox, that's his yeah. new friend. Cox, brown. Do- what is with the photographers? Brown dog. Uh, Brown Dog Wilson. Who, and what what are the other names? Oh, Stone Man. <laughs> they got, they don't have na- the real names. Was Stone Stone still around? No, no, I haven't seen man. Stone Man. Is Stone the one always barefoot? No, <laughs> who's that guy? What? Who's, who's barefoot? Who's the guy that goes to Nationals never wears shoes? He wears bare. He's always going just like. Yeah, uh, Kiefer. No. Kiefer. I'm yeah. telling you, the guy doesn't wear shoes. Kiefer, too yeah, much too crack much, Too much big boy. Too much big boy. <laughs> All right, let's do what the are you let's smoking do the F- over there Devin, in let's, the high desert. Let's do the F. Mary Care with, with DB. Okay. No, DB. I can't. I don't want to do that. Just no, let's you're try. doing it. Just for giggles. F is like what? Just like do somebody because you think it's like yeah. hot. Because right. they're hot. Good. Yeah. And then there's someone you want to kill because they're annoying. But yeah, so and ask, Mary- to so- ask somebody. Has to be somebody from the Supercross, motocross world. Yeah, he's gonna give you the three people. He's gonna name them right now. No, he'll, he'll and then ready? you, you have pick. to put them in you order. Oh, DB, okay. get ready. All right. Okay. Who's the three? Cho- okay. How many choices is there? You have to F he's one. Trouble with this. You have to <laughs> yeah, marry. Dude. All right, you ready? Pay attention. You I'm, have to I'm, F one. You have to marry one, and you have to kill one. Diana Dahlgren, Jenny Taft, Aaron Bates. Go. That's for everybody in here. The 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 the. Well, think about it. Think no, it through. No, no, it's it's so easy. It's an easy choice. Go for it. So the first one is what? F. Yeah. Sure. It, you can do whatever you want. Aaron. Aaron. F. Aaron Bates. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jenny Taft. Which one? Mary. Yeah. And kill Diana. Yeah. Really? Hmm. Kiefer, is that your list? No, that's I'm not. That's my deal. I'm F and Diana. Yeah. I'm killing. <laughs> no. I'm killing Aaron. I'm gonna marry Jenny. Uh, so we married Jerry. We we moved to Utah together. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. I have to agree with uh, Kiefer on that one. Yeah. Right. No, no. Steve. No. Uh, Diana got to go. F Boogie. 
Marry Poogie. Kill Poogie. Uh, <laughs> That's marriage, folks. Yeah. Uh, Dave, well, thanks for being on hold. What's going on? Yeah, I just got to uh, want to agree with uh, DV when they're talking about the, you know, the show needs to mo- be more in-depth. They need to put a bug in whoever's producing the show with Fox. You know, they could be back there like what happened in Phoenix, you know, like Stuart Crash, and they could be back there. And they got people like Villeman. I mean, not <laughs> Villeman, but uh, Wyndham that could be in the pits, you know, advising. You know, like uh, they had to tear down Stewart's bike, you know, just showing stuff like that. You know, that's what I'm saying. The show does need to be more in-depth. That's all my comment I wanted to say. I agree, man. I agree. Thanks for calling. Okay, man. uh, It's tough to have Wyndham going through the pits and ask, like, find out uh, facts about something. It's like asking for a credential. You more need, like, a geeky guy like Weege or something, you know. Geeky guy like Weege. That'll work. Step. You know, like, you can't have Ricky Carmichael go to Nick Schmidt and say, what's up, dude? <laughs> give me give me your story, where you come from, and, you know, what have you done? Have you done the GFI, the CMC, or OEM? Or, you know, like, you can't have a guy like this go to... Right, there should be a guy for that. Yeah. Like, uh... Hire me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Gabba Gibbs. There so Feld has an opening. I don't understand why they. I mean, they they're going. They do a little bit where they do the the one to watch. Like this week was Jimmy Albertson and, yeah. and someone else. I don't understand why they can't have an interview with that one to watch, telling them about their backstory. So at least every week you're learning about a different writer and rooting for a different writer. They're trying. They try to get better. Not but hard man, enough. Ways to go. Mark, what's up, man? What's your question? Hey, hey, uh, I was just uh, wondering the other day. Um, I, I turned on the the uh, the 2001 A1 race on uh, YouTube, and you know I noticed that before the main event they actually run through the entire starting uh, the, the entire gate and show a picture of every single rider, kind of like how like NFL will show you the starting uh, offense, starting defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of wondering, you know, why nowadays with the technology being even better. Would they not, you know, show you the the rider's face, and uh, you know that way it just you know gets them a little more exposure. You know why did they do that even back then, but they don't do that now. Yeah, I don't know. A good good idea though, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing with back in the old day, and you'll probably agree with me on this one. Is back in the old day they had live helmet cam footage of the race with what was going on then. Why don't we have that? We yeah, have GoPro. That's just, that's just all money. But GoPro has a Wi-Fi. That could be. Yeah, they could yeah. use yeah, it, right? New, yeah, the new one has. All of the new ones have Wi-Fi for them. They I don't could, know if it really works though that well in a stadium and all that. But I have. There's I ways have to it, do it. So. Look, we we can put a man on the moon. We can get live. Uh, we the world GPs have it. They have their live shots. We can do it. It's possible. Yeah, I think they do it with GoPro, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Caroli does it with GoPro. Yeah, it is good. That it's Loretta's, all live though. Loretta's they did it too. So. <laughs> so we can go watch practice. And so go we home. can go home and watch it. Yeah, you guys. Are, High five. Jerkies. All right. Thanks, Mark. Good, good All right, idea. Guys, Thank you. you. That's a good idea. They should. Uh, I think they're getting better at it. Funny thing was, was uh, myself and Wygant and JT were railing against them last year, not knowing Jimmy Albertson's team and sponsors. And you listeners were hitting Emming up on Twitter, telling them, hey, man, give these guys some love, like Albertson's team and stuff. Talk about their team, basically stuff that we were talking about. And then Emig said to Wagant, yeah, man, a bunch of people hit me up on Twitter about, like, talking about Albertson's team and stuff. And Wagant's like, doo-doo-doo, because we were kind of, like, you know, mm-hmm. saying, what are they doing? So, anyways, I don't know, it's kind of funny. Uh, all right, that's it. That's all we got. Another great, oh, voicemails. 
Wow. Forgot about voicemails. Good job, Devin. Yeah, you know, I kill um, it. Let's, let's run the voicemails through, and then we'll be done for the night. Uh, 702-586-7857. You can call anytime and listen. Here's the best of the best from, uh, from one week uh, of silence on the show. Hey, Steve. Levi, East Tennessee. Hi, Levi. Um, just listen to so Tuesday after the show with uh, Villapoto and everybody. Um, it, this is just the dumbest question ever, I guess. Is Swink just messed up? <laughs> or am I just an idiot? Like, because he does not sound good. Too many licks to the head. Too many bush lights. I don't know. See you. I, I, I thought he sounded great. I thought he sounded fantastic. That's just me. I think it's great radio. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for JT. If uh, he shook Mike Craig's hand the first time he met him. <laughs> Why? What happened? What's uh, the story? About uh, JT told a story last week on the show. The first time he ever saw Mike Craig, he was naked with uh, there were some girls and a bunch of motocrossers in the room, and Craig was naked, uh, going to town on himself. Gatorade bottle. <laughs> and he was like, and he was like, "Wow, Mike Craig!" Like he was like seventeen. He was like, "Jeez!" Like that's funny because that's the first time I saw Mike too, and it was out. Really? Oh yeah. First time you ever saw him. First time I ever met the dude, I thought, you know, I was at Barona Oaks, and his nickname that after the day was Gatorade Bottle because it, his deal, his unit, wouldn't fit in the Gatorade Bottle. So that's my story. Hmm. So it's not only me, thank God. Wow. Yeah. That's it. 90s. It's rock. Dude, yeah, there's another, it was a different time. It's a different time. What a legend. <laughs> G'day, Steve. It's Lippo ringing from Australia. Just ringing to give you the name for Devin for his Tweet at Tit segment. We go Tweedle D or Tweet at D or Tweedle Deedle or the Tweet Dog or the Tweet Dick Bag. But I reckon we just go with Tweedle Deedle or Tweedle D, like I said. And just let me know you were right. Kenny never sent me nothing. Shocker. That motherfucker. Shocker. And... I reckon you need to have more of JT on there. Devin, Devin. You got- this, this guy has been waiting for a poster from Kenny for probably two years. Uh, from who? From Kenny. No, a poster of who? Just anybody with Kenny's signature. Yeah, just the team. And Kenny is, I forwarded emails. Kenny's like, Kenny, the dude will call up. Kenny will be like, I got you. I got you, bro. It's going out next week. This is awesome. <laughs> Lips. Awesome. From Australia still does not have, and I told Lips, you're never going to get that. Oh, man. Yep. I just want to hear that guy say motherfucker again. Ladies awesome. and gentlemen, Kenny Watson. Because you guys were awesome this week. And, yep, yeah. See you on the flip side. Hey, Steve, I was calling to thank you for saving me some money on my recent order from BTO Sports. I got myself a 2013 fly racing helmet, uh, Trey Card replica. They included some free goggles, which was really awesome. It was on sale for a great price, and I used the Pulp MX code, saved even more money on it. So thanks, man. I appreciate it. And I also appreciate all the podcasts you do and all the uh, reporting you bring us fans. Doing a great job. Love all your work. Keep it up, buddy. See ya. Pays to listen to this show. Save money. Anything you need. Atlas, X-Brand, Vortex, NFAB, Free Gun, Fly, BTOsports.com, you name it. All of our guys sponsor us, uh, help us out, and they pass the discounts on to you listeners. And we thank you guys for using this stuff because it's working. Because dudes want to come on the show, and uh, it's good. And we can have pay to have guys like DV and Kiefer up here and, and all that. And um, 
Yeah, so thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. I got to thank uh, Works Connection also. I bought the radio braces. It's the first thing I always buy when I get a new bike. I was out at Laughlin, and I bent my radiator brace so bad that it was in, like, a U-shape. Radiator was completely fine. Went back to the truck, took a hammer, straightened her out, threw it back, went out for another session. There you go, folks. Works Connection. Actual yeah. testimonial. Killing nice. it. See ya. Hey, guys. It's Nate from Indiana. Hey, I'm listening to the uh, Fly Moto 60 show uh, just recently. And, uh, by the way, I just got me and my boy some fly gear first time, and we like it. So thanks, JT, for that, huh? But anyways, um, you know, I'm listening to you guys talk about JGR and Brayton, and I'm thinking, does this really show how underrated of a team JGR really is? I mean, if you look at their uh, their history, you had the San, San Manuel with um, Stewart. He won some races. You had uh, David Millsaps, uh, you know, getting second in the points, and this is on a bike that's supposedly the worst bike, uh, you know, in the industry at that time. Um, you know, now you have, uh, you know, you have Josh Grant on the JGR team a couple of years that could always have some flashes of brilliant, brilliance, especially in the outdoors. And then, you know, now you have Brayton that was always there, you know, a seven, eight, nine, ten guy and now able to pop his head up into the, you know, second, third place and run with some of the bigger boys. So, I mean, I just think this really goes to show how hard JGR is working, uh, especially with supposedly an underrated bike and maybe even arguably, uh, underrated riders. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, props to those guys, props to Brayton. Hope they all, hope they all do well. And I had one other quick point. I have to laugh about how we always talk about how secretive the industry is. No one wants to say if they have a torn ACL or a rotator cuff or whatever, but, but I have to laugh because everyone is so easy to say that they have a head cold or a stomach ache. I, I just find that funny, you know, uh, Cole Seeley's on there. I think A1, maybe he was, maybe it was Phoenix. Hey, I didn't ride very good, uh, but I had kind of a stomach ache. Or, you know, James Stewart is a little bit under the weather. Or Ryan Villapoto is under the weather. They are very quick to say they have the sniffles, but they will not say they have a torn ACL, which would really be a good excuse as to why you're not riding good. Anyway, just my thoughts. Love the show. I'm addicted. Be good. He's got a point. You can't even know, like, how much is a, a 250F, a 250 uh, race win bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how much yeah. like uh, LeBron James yeah, make. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's I a weird deal. Yeah, I don't Believe know. me, as someone who's who's gotten in a lot of trouble for things that I've written, I don't understand it. It's like we're just trying to make the sport better. It's not cancer. We're not curing cancer here. So yeah, I don't. Sometimes I don't get it. Right. Do you think it's uh, that they don't mention the injuries because they're trying to uh, keep confidence in their team? Whereas if they're sick, they're like, "Oh, I'm sick. I'll be good next week, though." No, I don't think so. Okay. Hey, Chris here. Um, really bummed that uh, Devin fucked up our voicemails because I want everybody to hear about how I feel about David Volman. And... We made sure we <sighs> Anyway, just it. got done listening to the rest of the show, and the last one hour of that show was fucking awesome. Best story I ever heard. And those are the kind of stories I want to hear from 90s motocross, not fucking McGrath winning this and whatever. I want to hear about the that raw, the raw shit. That was fucking awesome. Anyway. That was fair. Bye. Raw shit. Matt. Matt is age Luke. Hey, great race last night. Chad Reed, 2-2. Way to go. Um, just want to start by saying I am a Chad Reed fan, but I got a little story for you. So we were 
obviously pumped, super excited. Chad Reed won his first race in a couple of years. We just had to we had to get more action, so we uh, we broke into the pits. No, it's not right, but what are you going to do? You're a true Supercross fan. You're going to break into the pits. You're going to celebrate with the winner. So we jumped the fence, dodged some security guards, made our way over, and waiting in line. Now, I'm not saying he stole it or, you know, I, I don't know. It's just speculation at this time, but while I was getting my 2-2 hat signed at 11 o'clock at night in the pits celebrating, my sunglasses went missing. I say anything to him, but Chad Reed was the only person that was right next to me. And yeah, they're five years old. They weren't excellent. They were in good to fair condition. I, I definitely but, think Chad Reed would steal this guy's sunglasses. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. No, yeah. He yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I, no. I took, I'd take a pair of sunglasses. all time. Pro riders stealing things from fans. It's terrible. Yeah, it's an epidemic. He's, he's worth like $20 million, but yeah. he needs a pair of sunglasses. Absolutely. Well, uh, I feel like he's always giving stuff to fans. Might as well take some back. There you go. There yeah, you go. Not a bad idea. They're missing, and I'm a little sad right now because now I'm driving back to Sack, and I got no sunglasses. Anyways, love the show. I want to tell everyone I appreciate you and all the hard work you do. JT, you're certain I thought you were. <laughs> but you guys do a great job. I appreciate you. Later. We need a new sun drop. Great voicemail, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that drop at you. I think Devin's got it though over there. But I need to get it. Classic great radio, bro. Alright, is that it? Oh. You know what? That's it. Yeah, that's it. We're done. I know Raining Yellow calls in, he's upset. But he says it's okay that James lost because Chad won. So he's okay with that. So that part is good. Alright, let's take our last call tonight. Tyson, what's up, man? Oh. Hi Tyson. Alright, Tyson, it's been fun. Um, all right, everybody, thank you for listening. Darren Durham, Mitch Payton, uh, Justin Brayton, all our guests on the show. We appreciate that. Kiefer, did you have fun? Yeah, it was awesome. Great time. Uh, I'm, I'm, thanks for coming up, man. I appreciate it. No, thank good, you. Good times. Big boar. Big boar. Big boar. Big boar beef, uh, Kiefer. DV, always good with you. When can we expect you back up? Come on, bro. I'm coming back next week since Pookie's alone here. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Uh, that's a little weird, but uh, I mean, I guess we can still do the show. Just it'll be weird. It'll be that guy's going down. It'll be some hostility, probably on my end, at some part during the show. But hey, whatever. Are you a jealous type? <laughs> no, no. Um, just make sure you you know pay some bills while while you're also here. Help out a little bit. I don't have a. I can't. You know, chip in for the for the air conditioning. I, I can't. I can't even get a loan. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks to you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, x Brown Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, at Cherubies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, the Moto Company, and Optrix all on board with us. Devin, thanks, man. Yeah, man, thank you. Appreciate Always a pleasure. It. And uh, we're going to see you guys all next week when we wrap up Oakland. Thanks for listening. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. 
I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Oh, happened. 